Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is the Some Sort of Gaming Podcast. Today is, what was it, August 30th, 2020? And we got a great show for you today. Man, I keep forgetting the days. I should write down the day before I even <laughs> start the podcast. How many times uh, is it going to take you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, um, so we got we, GamesCon happened this weekend and we're going to be talking about that and since we were not here last week because i wasn't actually feeling it last week either but like you know two people were not here and then i wasn't really feeling it myself and then at the same time though i feel like there was not a whole lot was happening uh even though there was some things that was happening uh la- the, the week prior but i mean i could have done a solo show maybe just talk to myself and then oh. argue with myself and then I pretend mean, to be lady infamous oh yeah i mean you could have done that too <laughs> i mean i think you have that the been a classic episode right? right there dude <laughs> <laughs> you have the login credentials for the upload so yeah i think you could have done that um yeah uh, yeah and you you totally could have done that too uh, i i should have said something um yeah, whatever we'll talk about it later but yeah. um anyways um Anyways, what's yeah, about, let's yeah. get started with what people has been up to this week. Lady Infamous, what you been up to? Oh man, a lot, a lot this past week. Um, finally finished Ghost of Tsushima on Monday, which was <laughs> I was all up in my feelings at the end of the game. Why? Because you, ha- you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Like, Ooh, okay. We can talk about that maybe later or right now. We. We can talk about it now. <laughs> um, All right, but we, overall thoughts of Ghost of Tsushima. I loved it. I loved it. Kurosawa mode is good. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. But to play that game in full color like that, when you upgrade your armors and you you finally get like four or five kunais and. A little overwhelming at times so for me like i will always get distracted like i'm on my way to a mission it could be either a side mission or a main mission and then i see the bird or i see the fox and i'll just stop what i'm doing and follow them i love the bamboo like when you cut the bamboo i think that was like one of the one of the like good points for me i want to always want to cut the bamboos and i always want to cut all of them at the same time so if I ever run across one of those, I will definitely uh, do that. And then the haiku stations and the hot springs. Oh, you, I was so excited when I finally found my first hot springs. I was like, yes. So now you want to go to Japan and actually go into one. Oh, yeah. It, it didn't. If that's I know there's some places in Japan that looks just like that. So, yeah, A lot of places. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to go one day. It's good to actually. You don't have tattoos, right? I do. Oh, okay. But they got uh, tattoos. Some places won't. Yeah, some, pl- some know, places won't allow you to get going. Actually, a some, lot of places won't. Do but there's that. some that accepts tattoos, so that's mm-hmm. fine with me. Um, let me see. I played a lot of Warzone this week. Uh, I just it was like the. Uh, the stress reliever, you know, I'm just playing roar zone, playing with random people, meeting new people. Also, um, I did the, I was at the event for Warzone when the reveal came out. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And, um, let me see. 
Bloodborne Old Hunters DLC. <clears throat> I'm at a point right now that I'm not scared anymore of that game. I used to be so scared of that game in the beginning. I will scream and yell out, Nick, I'm dying here. So it's more Oh, so it's not because you're doing co-op that makes you not scared? No, it's it's not the co-op. I'm just not as scared of the enemies as I used to be. If you in the beginning when we, me and Nick started to play co-op together, I used to like scream at Nick that I'm dying and I need you to help me. Now it's like Nick, I'm lost. It's not that I'm I'm about to die. I know how to take care of myself now in Bloodborne. I'm just you get you get lost. That's like one of the drawbacks. There's no like HUD or anything like that. So you can go through one area of the world into another area and there's like no transition and uh, you can definitely get lost. And um, that's about it for me. I think. What I, about uh, Destiny 2? I didn't play any. I was oh, watching y'all play. Y'all was trying to do a raid, right? Man, fuck that raid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I saw you playing it. I thought you said, but you just also said I didn't play it. <laughs> now I'm confused. So, like, which, so which raid were you guys doing? Like, I don't really know. Like, you know, it, I don't know where you are in the content. The but Scientist raid. It's a raid that's about to be about Bungie's about to take that away. So we was trying to take a crack at it. We do they do that? that? Like they rotate raids in and out in in Destiny no. Two? No, but they about to take some out. Like completely oh. disappear. So we were trying to get at it. Oh. I didn't like the gauntlet at all, but it is what it is. Did you yeah. guys ever finish it? No. I didn't. I think I might have jumped off before like no. the end of the stream, but no, no, we didn't. We didn't. The thing about a raid is you you got to have like six people. I prefer to do my raids that day. I don't want to do one part today, one part tomorrow, one part tomorrow, one part tomorrow. I will spend like from seven or like, like say 11 in the morning to six o'clock PM to try to do the complete raid, you know, to get it done. Cause you lose the momentum, you lose your drive and energy. If you just start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. So you yeah. don't feel like that reset is kind of like good. Cause I feel like sometimes you do kind of get not necessarily with destiny. I don't know, but you know, in gaming, sometimes you do kind of get stuck in a rut once you're like, doing the same thing over and over again and you're not really making much progress. Sometimes it feels like a good, a good break kind of helps you to come back fresh and sort of, you know, a little bit more on point the next time you don't feel like that happens with the raids for you. Not for me. Um, no, I rather just like, if we're like frustrated at an area of the raid, we can take a break, watch some videos, see what we're messing up. I think that there was like, I would truly believe that the directions that were given to us was not as, uh, thorough as I would like it to be because I had they the, were crazy it's like you shoot you shoot when I say this you shoot high you, you shoot, shoot low, low and you run the ball and like this is crazy yeah so um it but it is what it is it was a good experience grown women gaming was over there trying to get embers and <laughs> the games are missing up for me getting like um lights and orbs and stuff like that so if I'm playing with my girls, sometimes I play Destiny as well. But usually, like, far as streaming side, I've been real, real low-key. Just real low-key this week. Um, I got another question all real quick for Destiny. Like, so you you can leave a raid and come back and start 
where you left off? I thought you yeah. had to like start the whole thing over again. No, like if you, for example, when we did the forest uh, part of the mission, we it, they'll give us a checkpoint and we go back to the main hallways and then you can dip. And then when you come back, you don't have to do the forest no more because you got your checkpoint. Hmm. So, so each time you finish and each time you enter a, a, a section of the raid, it's a checkpoint. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I've been real low key observing a lot and just chilling. Um, what about you, Unchief Productions? Uh, so I actually inadvertently ended up playing. I did like a lot of gaming actually this last week. Didn't it wasn't actually even necessarily on the schedule per se, um, but just kind of panned out that way. Like every time I got free time, I was just like, oh, let me just stream real quick. So. Um, I ended up playing through uh, Treachery and Beatdown City, which actually caught me a little bit off guard because it, at the end of it, I found out that they had only made the first chapter or maybe they made more chapters. I don't know. But the free version that they gave you with Twitch Prime actually only included one chapter. So um, but that's that's like a it's a it was not the game that I expected it to be. I thought it was just kind of be going to be a uh, side scroll and beat them up. Um, Kind of along the lines of, you know, the beat em ups that we've typically played in the past, like a Ninja Turtles or that kind of thing. But really, like what it was, was, uh, you know, you, when you when you got into fight encounters, you would have to like almost do turn based RPG kind of mechanics where you would pick from a menu which attack you want to do. And the enemies had an ability to counter and like they had their own attacks that they could do that once you had enough, um, I guess they call them fight points or FP um, you need a certain number of fight points to do a move or something like that. So it's kind of like in a way time based, but also in a way it's sort of like selective. Um, you can select your attacks to figure out which ones you want to do. And it was sort of slight, a slight bit of a kind of rock, paper, scissors mechanic in the sense that like, I guess it's not really rock, paper, scissors. I don't know what to call it, but like, you know, there's some people who are more susceptible to things like grapples. Some people who are more susceptible to strikes, some people who are more susceptible to like all these different types of attacks. And you just had to kind of pick the right type of attack for the right type of enemy that you were fighting. And, you know, it would obviously ramp up as you'd have multiple people come in. Some people would like, you know, buff other characters so that their attacks were super strong. And um, they would also have, you know, some people who are almost exclusively grapplers, exclusively, exclusively strikers. You just kind of had to recognize who was who and pick attacks based on that. Um, but it wasn't in that sense. It wasn't really kind of like the traditional side scroll and beat them up that I was expecting it to be. But it was still like super fun. Like I was initially attracted to it because of the trailer that they did, because I you usually it's pretty easy to get me with a trailer when it has like you know, funny announcer guy doing narration over the top of like ridiculous looking video and stuff like that. And they're talking about you, you know, president Orama was kidnapped and like all this kind of nonsense that I'm just like laughing at. I think the the trailer actually was like a freestyle rap or something, not freestyle, but it was a rap um, about how people are going to, you know, they're going to beat down all these enemies in the city and stuff like that. So it's pretty easy to get me with that kind of trailer. And initially I watched that and was like, oh, yeah, I need to play this. Like, it looks super cool and it just happened to be free. But um, again, it just ended up not being the game that I thought it was, but also kind of cool in its own way. Um, again, I made it through the entire section that they gave away for free. But the main issue that I had with it really was just that it was literally the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Like, 
And I said over that many times to emphasize the fact that it was literally the same thing. Like you would move along a map and, you know, you'd go to this point, maybe you talk to somebody real quick and you have some funny dialogue or whatever. Then you move to the next point and you'd fight somebody and move to the next point and you'd fight somebody and move to the next point, dialogue, next point, fight somebody, next point, save. And it was just like rinse and repeat for however many hours I played. I think it might've been six hours or something like that for this first chapter that I finished. But um, like I said, overall, it was, it was kind of a cool experience, but kind of makes me a little bit worried for when they release further chapters that they're going to be more of exactly the same thing. Um, but it was still, it's still a cool thing to give a try for, a, um, especially for a free game. Um, so I played that, played that actually quite a bit. And then, um, afterwards I jumped into, uh, no straight roads, which is like this kind of rhythm action game in a way. Uh, it's basically a story based game where it's about, uh, some, this band, who auditions um, trying to bring back rock and roll to like this city that's been kind of overtaken by EDM. Um, EDM music is kind of like this, you know, this company came in and sort of established control and peace and stuff like that in the city, but established it through EDM music. And this other band, this band of like these two characters comes back, says, we're going to try to like bring back rock. And essentially it ends up being this kind of, um, basically this game where you go through fighting all these bosses who have different sort of styles of music that they use, um, which obviously are kind of counter to rock and roll. Like one of them is kind of like, uh, obviously one of them is kind of like EDM. One of them's this weird time based. I don't even know what to, to call the final boss other than like time based, but there's some that's kind of like K-pop, like all these different kinds of music, but there's bosses themed around them. And you just like you do this sort of basic sort of navigation through this level to get to the boss. There's like literally no challenge whatsoever in that. But then you get to the boss and they have like these really big kind of boss sequences where you fight these people who, again, are themed around music. And I I actually like enjoyed that one a lot. It was like really cool. Um, I mean, just to say real quick, like it's actually, you know, when I say rhythm based, it's really you're walking around attacking things with regular kind of melee attacks, like combo attacks and stuff like that. Um, but music is just a central part of it where things happen on the, uh, the beat of the music that's playing. And, um, you know, one of some of your attacks are like theme, like one character plays the drums for his attack. The other character uses the guitar, stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know, it's, I thought it was really cool. It kind of didn't live up to the expectation expectation. I thought it would, because like in the beginning I was in love with the music and thought it was like the first boss fight against this DJ was fantastic. And then like, as it kind of went along, it was like things started feeling less and less themed around music, which is kind of unfortunate because that felt like the whole crux of the entire game. Um, but overall it was kind of a cool little six hour experience or something like that. I had been looking forward to it for like a couple months. So I was super jazzed when I started and I was like, Oh, that was, that was a cool experience when I was done, but it just kind of didn't, I might've got myself a little bit too hyped for it <laughs> because I was, you know, I thought it was going to be just like this amazing game. Cause they had a demo that was released with one of the boss fights. And even that might've taken away a little bit from me because I knew what was going to happen in that boss fight, but um, still a cool game, still like worth the money I paid for it. I think it was only like 1599 by the time I bought it. Cause I had like a $10 coupon or something, but um, really cool game. Um, and then the last one that I spent like a ton of time on was uh, Please Don't Touch Anything, 
which is essentially just a it's it's really like a puzzle slash escape room game. So um, more so an escape room game than anything else. But they just put you in this room. And obviously with the title being please don't touch anything, that's kind of implicit of what you're supposed to kind of do. But there's a guy that's like talking to you at the beginning and he's just like, I'll be right back. You never see his face or anything. You just see a hand through the door talking to you. And he says a bunch of stuff and he says, I'll be right back. And he closes the door. And once he closes the door, you're basically free to kind of explore the room and again, touch things and figure out what's going on. And it's just kind of like, as you touch things, you start finding out that there's all these kind of things you can interact with that are putting together these puzzles for you to find. I think it's 20, I want to say it's 28 different endings or something like that, all based on you solving like a series of puzzles. So like you might have to push this button and when you push it, something happens in the room and then you kind of look at that, try to figure out what to do with that, explore that. Maybe you'll find it leading to something else and then something else. And then, you know, you get an ending if you make it all the way to the end of this kind of chain of logic for that puzzle. And then, um, you know, again, 28 different endings. So there's just like all these things where and they're not they're not super linear, but there's all these super these things where like, you know, you do one thing and it causes another thing to happen. But it also could, you know, cause two things to happen. And one of those is part of another puzzle. So they're, they're all kind of intertwined in some way. Um, and I think by the time we were done, I might only have not by the time we were done, by the time I finished the last session that I played, there might've only been like six puzzles left. So I think if, I, if, if I'm right on that number of 28, I think I'm there's 22 puzzles that we might've solved or something like that across, you know, me and the people who are in the chat, I was like, you know, Zeldrick was there, Lady Infamous was there, and some other people were there as well. So but across all of us, we probably solved like 28 puzzles or something, or 22 out of 28 puzzles. So, um, but that, that like kept me engaged for a while because I've, I've finally kind of found my mojo again in terms of like being able to do puzzle games because for a while I was just kind of like sort of, like I was saying earlier, stuck in a rut where I would start a puzzle game and I would just kind of like, you know, be a little foggy on where to go with respect to the puzzles and I think once I got back and did Da Vinci Code 2 again a couple a little while back, it kind of re-sparked, reignited sort of my puzzle logic way of thinking. So it's kind of that this kind of once I started the ball rolling, it definitely kept me engaged for a while. So at least like three streams at this point. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just been kind of like uh, some work stuff. Last week I had like, you know, a really uh, we, a shoot that was like on Saturday and Sunday that completely threw off my entire schedule and then meetings and stuff like that at work, but, and then helping a friend move. Um, but other than that, like, it's just been kind of, that's all the gaming I did. And then other than that, just kind of life as usual, trying to catch up on sleep and stuff like that. So, um, that was about it for me. What about you, Zeldrick? Uh, so this week is, I mean, again, rife with internet problems. However, today finally got a technician in to do something and look at stuff. So, Progress is being made on that front. However, uh, there's really not much uh, I could say because um, I tried to play Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's just not happening during the evenings. Um, I tried playing... Well, and I also learned this week that... Uh, the Epic Game Store, even though that if you have a game downloaded and if you go on to offline mode, you still can't play your game. <laughs> um, oh, it requires I, the internet connection? Yes. Really? So, 
Right. I, so here's what happened. I, um, the internet went out. I've, I've tried this in two different ways. One, one way seemed to work for whatever reason, but, uh, when the internet completely cut out, I thought, okay, let me see about just playing the outer worlds. Uh, and, um, so I, uh, open up the Epic Game store and then it takes a long time to boot up because it's trying to connect to the internet before it does anything else. And then it tells me to log in. So if I click on sign in later, it brings up the, the app, the, uh, the program. And so it shows like the one game I have installed on that. And then it tells me at the top uh, that uh, to uh, there's some internet connection issues. Click here to sign in. If I click on the outer worlds, it doesn't open up. Um, however, for some reason, when I had the Epic Game Store open before the internet goes out and then it goes out, I'm still able to play it. So it's kind of like doing this weird DRM thing for me sometimes. Even though that like I have it installed on my computer and it's a single player game like it has no reason to connect to the Internet after that. Um, After like, you know, just having it installed on my computer. I I don't get it Um, because Steam lets you play games offline, lets you launch shit. Um, So at any rate, um, I uh, my progress with the Outer Worlds has been pretty good and again a lot of um good uh similarities you can drive uh, derive from the uh from the game to real life and how they like take a situation and then just crank it all the way up and then make it ridiculous or make it really relatable um i think uh i i, I don't know how relatable this is to people uh, there was a side quest. Um, there's been a few side quests that have left me with, wow, I like this side quest. I hate it. Like, it, it's kind of like the, not like that I hate the side quest, but it's just like, I hate the situation, but I like the side quest. Um, the uh, one very specifically that happened to me, and it actually, I did it on stream. Um, and uh, it was that some old woman... Uh, by the name of Agnes, it says, my young man has uh, left town um, of, uh, what's it called? It's uh, it's this, it's the town on Monarch, the planet Monarch. And um, she's like, I need you to go out and get him. I'm worried he's going to be, uh, he's going to get hurt. And I've told him many times, I've told my little man little uh, so many times to not go out of the town. There's monsters out there and shit like that. Uh, and she's being really hokey, like old woman back from like the 1960s and shit. Um, and so when she's telling me this story, I'm like, I can already tell what's going on because one um i have like because uh, games like uh fallout and with this type of story or whatever there's always been like some sort of joke side quest of uh you think that it's act- that's a little boy or a little girl but it's actually they're a grown person they've done that so many times the other thing is that there is no child ever no child npc in this game up to this point so my first thought was, it's an adult. 
I can already guess what's going on. Um, lo and behold, he's 42 years old and he's like, I ran away because uh, I want to actually live a life and stuff like that. And I have my I know I know how to protect myself. Um, Mom, stop bothering me. One of those things. Um and it's one of those like, oh, and so she keeps sending people out to go find him. And she's she only knows in his general direction where he is. Turns out he's um, ta- he's uh, at this base of anarchists, quote, anarchists, the iconoclasts um, and stuff. And uh and so I persuaded him, hey, you can't just like stay here and like run away. She's just going to do the same thing over and over again. Go back home and say that you've got all these skills. And it's like you go back and it's like, but mom, I'm a grown adult. And it's like, wow, I fucking hate this. And it's relatable. <laughs> sure. Um, but um, so that's that's a taste of the outer worlds. I did see, however, um, that I'd. Uh, I'm not that far from like the end of the game. It seems like while I'm like halfway and I'm taking my sweet ass time with it, um, there's not that many side more side quests. It's just more of like faction quests and stuff. Uh, so that's cool. Um, and really, I don't, I don't have anything else going on. Um, I guess the other thing I did this week was um, part of today and yesterday I did uh, Eureka and Final Fantasy 14. And that was um, what is Eureka? It's uh, it's an exploration area. So there's four different areas of Eureka um, and they're all the same type of content and they and they deem it exploration. And. It's kind of a throwback to old MMOs or Final Fantasy XI, if you're so inclined, because um, the way that they set the area up, because the way that Final Fantasy XIV is, it's actually pretty forgiving when it comes to like uh, the way that you play the game now as opposed to old MMOs. Um, if anybody has experience with older MMOs you like say that you go out and you're in you're in the wilderness you can't go like two or three levels above you you just get squashed like immediately so you kind of like fight little puny guys for a little bit and then um or you can immediately grab into a group and fight what are called notorious monsters which is what they called very specific monsters in Final Fantasy 11. Um, it's not that they were specifically hard. They could be, but for Final Fantasy XI, it was um, very. It, they were very timed monsters that showed up, and they had a qualification for showing up. Um, the entire point of Eureka is for a lot of artifact gear, and um, at this point now, because Eureka is the previous expansion stuff, it's for glamour essentially. Um, which like is just cosmetic stuff. Um, gotcha. the cosmetic stuff does look really, really cool and it's very unique. And, um, and then you get to a point at the end of Eureka, once you cap everything, you have all of these, uh, moves that are called logo actions, uh, logos actions. And, um, you fight the Baldician armory, um, or sorry, the Baldician arsenal, which is a very long, very unforgiving raid 
where you can't re- uh, revive someone um, in the normal means of spells. You have to use your Logos action of revive to be able to do it. Uh, so it's kind of like if you have like a couple of people die, you can get through it. But once like it it starts to fall apart, you have to start over. Um, and I think from what I have read, everybody can correct me on this because I'm going to probably be way off base. One of these raids can take like up to an hour um, till I get from start to finish um, anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Um, and then you fight Ozma, which is like, it's not that like it's hard. It's another one of those like in the grand scheme of raiding and Final Fantasy 14 stuff that if you learn the fight and you know what you're doing, you can get through it pretty easily and not like that the fight is hard. It's just if you make the mistake, it's like a huge snowball like going down and it just wrecks everything. Um, so it's more about be very careful. And if you're careful, you can get through. Um but for everybody else uh, about Eureka and because back in the days of Stormblood, it was really, really te- tedious and very long to get through. They fixed all that stuff now. It's very fast to get through a lot of stuff. I got through the first area, which is Anemos, um, and I only did the weapons for Scholar and Astrologian. And that took because I, I, I'm going to say all day and, I, and while all day is not a good time frame to say about how long it took, I was taking breaks here and there. And also I was doing a little bit of stuff that was not efficient. I'm pretty sure you'd be able to get two weapons done of all of the Nemos in probably three hours. And um, and that's like if you're really dedicated and you really move forward and everything. Um. So that's been the past uh, day and a half, sort of. Uh, I plan to do more Eureka stuff um, probably like a little bit throughout the week, depending on if uh, my internet is better now. Um, And uh, I can't, you know what? Um, Oh, and I did play a little bit of Fall Guys again. Some more fun. Um, That was pretty cool. Uh, nothing really has changed from that. Uh, and then I played a couple of demos that was from Gamescom. Um, and I can either go into that or we can go into Gamescom right now. Uh, I mean, I'll see go after Sharpie, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. That, I'm sorry, Sharpie. Um, <laughs> Dang. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, the last thing... Like I already said last thing, um, there is I did some VR stuff and because I was really frustrated with my um, with my Internet because it actually did hinder me <laughs> from doing my homework, my math homework, because the math homework page that I'm doing it on, and I'm having to do it on it saves after every single input. And when it goes down, the entire uh, page locks up. So I was like, fuck, now I got to wait like 30 minutes for it to go back up. So anyways, I, uh, after all that, I was just frustrated. I didn't want to like, just, uh, just big, big ball of rage and frustration. So I did some VR and I swung my silly arms about and until you fall and trying to do, uh, the monk of Rokar, which is using, um, two fist weapons and going as fast as I can throughout those levels. Um, and I gotta say that was a lot of fun and, uh, I'm prepping myself for half-life Alex soon. Soon. Maybe not this week, but soon-ish. 
Uh, that's enough from me. Uh, how, how about you, Sharpie? What did you do this week? Oh, yeah. So this past week, no, I, I played Death Stranding. I actually did not beat it, but I was like towards the end. And I was like, this last fight is so hard that I'm not going to even uh, uh, like, like I just kept dying. Oh, I guess playing it on the hardest difficulty that didn't really help either. But like, <laughs> I like I, I like I kept dying and I was like, you know what? I feel like this is coming towards the end. And I was kind of right. So I ended up watching somebody else play it like on YouTube, like uh, without commentary or anything. So it was just a bunch of cutscenes, and like the, he just skipped over all the uh, he like kind of showed off like what actually happens during gameplay for like a short bit. And he like cuts it off when it's like it started to become very, you know, tedious. So that and then like a lot of it was cutscenes towards the end. So I was like, OK. I see why this is a Kojima game. Like it, it made a lot of sense in the big, like in the beginning. Oh, the pacing was so bad when it came to like how it would become like a, like a Kojima game. I was like, how is this a Kojima game? Like I, I kind of get it. Like how, what he was trying to do. But then at the same time, I was just like, this is a lot of walking around. Right. Um, and, but then like you know eventually i started to see like what he was trying to convey and then like I, like i was just like and then like you know episode three that was like the longest i've ever spent in a game um and on a single chapter of a game and i will say this that game like the the boss fights and like the storytelling yeah, it's very Kojima. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Like, I was expecting the worst. I was like saying, how is it like, how is this ever going to uh, like go, go across Metal Gear? And then like, because like, you know, open world games is not like his forte. Like even Metal Gear 5, it was good, but it was not, it didn't feel like too Metal Gearish to me. But in the end, you know, like after watching somebody like, like finish the portion of the game that i didn't want to just deal with um i was just like yep this is definitely a kojima game and it's really really good it's unfortunate that just getting to the first boss fight would take so long that i can see why people would give up before even getting to the the first boss fight but when you do get to the boss fight you can feel it that it, it is a kojima game um would you be able to succinctly say like what in the beginning is like not really up to par, I guess, and what you th think he was trying to do? I think the idea like, well, I know his idea. OK, I think I wrote down notes about like what I thought about this. Uh, I'm going to go through it real quick. So. Like. The like. A lot of that game, like just like the Metal Gear series, they use a lot of metaphors, like based uh, using brand, like based on brand names and stuff like that, like bridges and stuff like that. And that's and then I was just like, like I I got I got that when it comes to story, but um, the idea it like what I got. From that game, I don't know how to explain this. Like, 
it's a whole it, like at first it was just a whole lot of walking around right and then I'll, it was just like very tedious for me to like just get from this place to another place and then like you know after you started expanding the the the, the united cities um they like i re started realizing like what people were doing like people the online you know the quote-unquote online feature the social something something they call it like he calls it the triple last or something like that mm -hmm. um like what people were doing like they were just placing bridges and like generators that like pretty much helped me out and then like when i when, that's when that when that's when it clicked like the things that i was doing it was helping other people out and you can actually see like the results of it too like you can like you, like 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 every once in a while it says like you received like 500 likes from like you know all these players that used your stuff right and then i was just like oh okay so people were actually using the stuff that i i built up and that kind of and then that that became like this like this weird fulfilling prophecy it's not self-fulfilling prophecy but it's like this weird fulfilling prophecy because like it was kind of indirect but direct at the same time right right and like you kind of felt like you were a part of helping out yeah like i yeah. did it to make it easier for me but indirectly it helped other people too yeah and uh i remember reading about this and when i f uh, did the same exact thing went through the same exact thing as you i was like you know that's a like indirectly that's a really good kind of message that i was getting and that it just it just felt good it felt like that i was actually being a part of something and helping out with somebody else's game progress and if there was like nothing there then like i'll be able to help other people before me and that's what it actually turned into when i was building a whole bunch of zip lines all over area two and like I built this huge network of zip lines that other people were just starting to use. Yeah, that's what I did, too. Like in the mountains specifically, like uh, like the snowing mountains, I was like, oh, I have to go all the way there just to just to put up another zip line. Right. And then like, <laughs> right. uh, like and then like I was just like, OK, you know what? Fuck it. It'll be easier for me in the long run. And then like I just I just placed it there and that like. It, it was a pain in the ass though but at the same but then like i think i kind of exploited the the physics of the game by using the trek bike all over uh like like just jumping around with the trek bike everywhere even though places even places that doesn't seem like you were supposed to be able to go but like i yeah. trying to find like the geometry of the the polygons and stuff like that trying to get get to a certain place and then like i was kind of exploiting that too mm-hmm because I see a lot of people they were like leaving like I saw like five truck bikes somewhere because people thought like you can you can get past this point with it. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try to get up there with it. Right. Because I know past this point, it will be a lot easier with the truck bike. Mm -hmm. And like I probably spent like five minutes just trying to get around this area with with it. And then I, I managed to do it because of, you know, geometry and polygons. Mm hmm um but like you can watch the game like as a movie but then like you don't get like and it, it'll make sense it'll make sense but at the same time you won't get the you, i feel like you'll you won't get the same um fulfillment like you'll get two separate types of fulfillment 
from playing the game than just watching somebody play the game. It's kind of oh. weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know how to explain this. It's really strange because like you're doing it to help other players, but the story is good enough to just watch it by itself. I thought what you were going to say was it's one thing to like just play the game and then watch the story unfold and then like having all of like the data logs and stuff that you read about everything that's like another type of fulfillment i thought that's where you were going oh no 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 no. the data data log was good good too but you know it's like it was a little too much reading for me i was just like oh i just got like five interviews to read through and i didn't (laughs) want to go through that right so i just skimmed over some of them and i was like okay that makes a lot of sense um so uh would you (laughs) real quick do you did you like any sort of like extrapolation of the pseudoscience uh, that they were trying to do or that they did do? Like, what um, do you mean? Um, there was a, some t- different types of like astrophysics that they were doing and like um, sort of like the the travel speed plus um, because like kind of like the. Um, uh, what's it called? The the chirillium mm-hmm. um, uh, because like there's things that are like existing both like in the living and the dead. Right. But then there is, but it all, there's like some sort of separation because like you can't get to from like one to the other because you need to be able to travel faster than the speed of light, but you can't do that. And it's only like the Chirillium that sort of can get you there but you can't physically get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was kind of, yeah, that stuff was so confusing. I had to actually go to like a fandom website just to see like what any of like a lot of things meant. Um, I actually would like to um, go back, like put in the game and then start reading some of the, the data logs for the science stuff because I re- my, my feeling for it was like, man, I understand this because I took um astronomy and like i took like a bunch like some of this astrophysics stuff like i took two two different astronomy courses one of them was specifically like on the science of, of all this stuff and i was like wow i can actually tell i like i know exactly what they're what he's trying to do with taking one piece of like factual information or one theory and then just going from that to make a story so uh, um i thought it was pretty cool yeah so i, I, I yeah like yeah but it's it's so weird like i i would say like if you can get past the third chapter just forget all the side deliveries and just get past it right yeah and just try to finish the third chapter as quickly as possible third i guess third and fourth chapter third fourth and fifth chapters or i should say episodes like as quickly as possible like a lot of things will start opening up and it's like one of those it's a very slow burn game i think this is the first like recommendation or like first way of playing the game to make it more palatable that i've ever heard about this Um, i was gonna say is like when you say it's a very slow burn game like in this particular case is that a good thing yeah it's a good thing like you have to like 
let the let the fire just you know expand like you know from like you know rubbing two sticks together right and then it, like the fire starts like it f- starts off really slow and then like it starts spreading and spreading and spreading and then ju- it just becomes like this big like thing like at the end sure um unless there's I, a better metaphor that i can use i was gonna say if you have that slow fire start and you can also freeze to death while you're waiting for the fire to get bigger <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what lady infamous did yeah, that's like exactly what happened to lady infamous <laughs> is that she just froze to death <laughs> no like i think that when um i think with this is like if anybody can do like play this and be able to play it in a casual sense and just kind of go through the motions of it then and put your like mindset on that i can then understand like it being more palatable to be able to just get through um until you reach the hard-hitting point of chapter three like um, the first boss fight was the big turning point yeah yeah I don't know how how, you, how you felt, but like for me, I was just like, okay, now it's a Kojima game, like the first boss fight. I won't say like, oh, it's a Kojima game, but I will say that like when the like the first area, you start to go through it, and you have these cutscenes, you go and do your missions, and I did felt feel this. I was like. So where where what is this getting at more of like as a gameplay mechanics of growth and where it's going to go? And then once you do hit the first boss, I was like, that's right there. That's the huge boom in like using a different gameplay mechanics for me anyways. Also, a huge story beat in um, in the game. And then after that, that's where it starts to flourish and starts to uh grow more um and i don't believe that is is area two chapter three um kind of yeah i think so yeah like Um, i just remember like the beginning parts was just like oh my god i have to go through this again over and over and over again you know it's like yeah so like area one and like before the first boss especially that forest area my god that was a pain (laughs) in the ass like i hated that area like i figured out like a a a track way using the trek bike and then like so i start building like a bunch of bridges around around the area like so i can get 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 to the other side very quickly and then like i was just like okay i'm so glad i did this so i can like just go through this without dealing with all the bts around the area Everybody shares your sentiment. (laughs) Yeah. My God, that was a pain in the ass. But like, yeah. And then like now, like you can see like people's like, like the path that people take in too. Like uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like people are actually following my, my, my bridge and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, Overall, I say like, yeah, this is definitely a good, uh, I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of confusing at the same time, so I, I still have to read more into it or what people's theories are if if they didn't understand it either. Because, yeah, towards the end, you just started getting more and more complex. And then, you know, like, Kojima, you know, his Metal Gear series was very military political. And, and it talks about, like, the society of the politics. And in this game, it feels like it's meant for, like, humanity and life, right? 
Right. And I was like, wow, this is a very good game for this year, <laughs> especially with the whole BLM st- stuff was happening and like, you know, the whole like coronavirus like happening in the world. And, you Almost know, the like whole U.S. Postal Service, like, you know, being being like this whole political thing now, like, you know, with the president and stuff like that. I was just like, wow, this is actually a good time to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend I, I highly recommend it. Just get through that beginning part as hard as fast as you can. Like that. That's one thing I would say, like if you can get past that part, like you're, you're good. Because, like, the reason why is because, like, a lot of stuff starts getting unlocked. And then, like, you see other players' stuff in the world that got unlocked. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually use those things. Like, before, like, I was just driving around everywhere. Like, I was just like, my God, this is such a pain in the ass. And then, like, you know, the moment you get the zip lines, they're, like, all over the map now. It's just, like, you can just get around everywhere so quickly without even touching the keyboard. Or, for I guess, for controllers, too. But yeah, uh, so I played that. Um, I also played, you know, Valorant. I posted a video uh, on my legacy channel. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just me, like, sniping very, like, all my best snipe shots. So. And what else did I play? I, th- I, th- I know I played something else. Um... I can't think of it right now. Or actually, did I did I have this written down somewhere? Oh yeah. Ring Fit Adventure. I'm on like day like almost at day like 50 something now. And yesterday uh, like yeah, the pa- like the past few days I was just like, oh, I can't even get get to the 10 minute mark on the timer thing uh because I was just feeling so out of it. So I took a day's rest. And then, like, today, I was just so energized. And then, like, I was able to go on for, like, 20 minutes based on the game, game timer, which is, like, thir- like 40 minutes real time or something. Nice. I still yeah, haven't so. broken back into that. But yeah. What, what I wish that the game had was the ranking system using your friends list besides the year that you were born. Because That would be a very good indicator. Yeah, because they... Like, it only filters your friends based on the year that you were born. Not even based on your score or whatever? No, well, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, like, like it's based on your score, but it, you can only see, like, your rankings within your fr- uh, the friends uh, based on the year that you were born. So I wouldn't like if you were to play that game, I will never be able to see your score because you're you're you were born in a different year than me. Oh, you literally can only see the ranking in your age, like yeah. your age group. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, your friends group and like the global ranking. So I was like, oh, so I can't compare like, well, it's not Wait, like even compare, in your friends. You can only see. Yeah, you can only see your your. People that's that a, was that's born such a that strange year. decision. Yeah. But globally, in my age group, I'm like in the top 4,000, <laughs> apparently. So I was just like, oh, really? That's cool, I guess. Is your rank thick? 
<laughs> I guess. I, I noticed like people like I have like three friends in that's in my age group, and I I'm also like you know the highest. I, I'm playing it on the one of the uh, I'm playing the the difficulty harder than all of them. So I was just like, oh okay. There's that too. Um, but yeah, here's here's the big question though: Are you still seeing results from it? Uh. I've been taking pictures, yeah, and I'm going to probably make a video out of it, too, because I've been, I, I recorded, like, the first day, and then, like, the 15th day, the 30th day, I'm probably going to make the 60-day video, mm-hmm. or I, I'm going to put it all in a single video, and then, like, I have pictures of, like, progress and, like, what I've been eating and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, my diet, pretty much. <laughs> and, yeah, what I've been doing prior prior to the workout and after the workout my sleep schedules and everything so yeah like i don't know if i've seen too much progress but like i have noticed like i'm starting to gain shape like you know shadows and lines around my arms and my chest area wait oh never mind I, i see what you're saying yeah yeah but anyways, nice. that is it for what we did. And before we get to the next section, please subscribe, like, comment. It really helps with the algorithm, especially on the, on the what do you call it, the iTunes podcast or Apple podcast. Yeah. How do you do this every week? Yes, it's the iTunes <laughs> Apple, it's the Apple podcast. <laughs> yeah. That really helps. That actually helps out. So, and the metrics kind of shows it like the more, like there'll be uh, like Apple and I guess Google's podcast, they'll be like, Hey, look, there's interactions happening here. Maybe, maybe we should expand this out of network too. You know, that's what happens. Um, anyways, so Gamescom happened. Did everybody get a chance to see the stuff that came out? Uh, I checked after what you like. I remember um watching your stream, T. Yeah. And uh, after that, I didn't check out Gamescom Night. However, um, I did check out all of the uh, the indie arena booth um that happened uh, the little virtual thing that they did, and uh, all the games that they presented there. Oh, so did they like? They pre- was it kind of like similar to what they did for opening night live where they had just sort of a exposition of all the different indie games or like, I guess when you sent that picture to me about how they were doing it, I wasn't particularly sure what that meant. Like, was there sort of a virtual room you could walk around and see games or something or what, what how did they do it? Correct. So virtual room. Uh, however, it was multiple rooms each room was either a game or a developer or a twitch streamer and um and it it's all on like a 2d flat plane and you have your tiny little avatar you walk around um i mean i guess the most uh visual way i could put it in relation is stuff that is like club penguin habbo hotel the guy online stuff uh, virtual rooms like i know this is very dating me but um uh stuff like that and um then uh 
because I, I don't really know what other like medium has done this sort of thing. Um, however, the uh, so, yeah, like each room would have a like a watch where you could just watch the uh, um, the trailer for it. And it would uh, so that the like the um, entire Web page for it, there'd be a box that would be your interactivity, like the quote, the virtual chat room. Um, and then below that on the web page would be the cinema and the cinema is any video that you clicked from the the online world would then pop up down there and then it would play for you um and then they would also have in that same room they might have a uh information about the developer or a share button or a link to their twitter and that's as much as I saw. Um, but they did have like whenever you clicked on it and then it would be give you some information, they would link their Twitter, their Instagram, their website. Um, and then if they had a demo out, it would link to their Steam page. Um, and then I think they also if they had. I'm not sure if like it had a wish list button, too, and it would direct you to their Steam page as well. Um, oh, no, that's what it was. They had a button that would link to their Steam page, and then they had a, they would have another one. If they had a demo, if you clicked on Play Demo, the web page would then open up your Steam and then start downloading the demo. Um, so it was that's really pretty cool. cool. Yeah, like it was a very direct way of going from here's this ch- like pretty much a virtual chat room um, where nobody was talking, and... Um, Uh, being able to go from this virtual world immediately to Steam page and or demo. And uh, I found that very, very useful until I was like wanting to have the virtual room in full screen and then click on it and then it would open up my Steam. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have this in full screen and on my second monitor, just type into YouTube or Steam or whatever what the game is, if it looked interesting just from the room itself or from the name. And then it Steam page, does it look interesting? Okay, then I'll download the demo. So, um, but they had a ton. That, that like indie booth arena had a ton of uh of games showing off there was probably like a handful that were um games that were already out um and then there was a lot of them that were just games that had uh, uh that were coming out um and i will try to take a quick look at how many i ended up downloading um two three uh four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve i think there was like anywhere from like 12 to 14 demos i ended up downloading and there were a ton more games that they were showing off than that were they um were they time-based kind of like they've done on the other events i'm going to guess that they are time-based they didn't state that though okay yeah, I didn't know what I mean. Time-based meaning like after Gamescom, like the, the demo doesn't work anymore. That was the same thing that happened with E3 or the Summer Games Live. Like there was one other thing that happened like a month or month and a half ago yeah. where we had demos that came out and they were only up for like a week or two and then they took them down. It wasn't even just but, that they took them down. It's like if you already had them downloaded and installed, it still wouldn't work. Exactly. It, yeah. But... Um, so what else happened at Gamescom? Um, oh yeah. So I know you said you saw, did Lady Infamous and, uh, Jay Sharpie, did you guys get to see any of the, uh, 
stuff from Gamescom? I saw the opening uh, day. I didn't see anything after. Well, that's that, what I mean. Though. Yeah, just mainly the opening day stuff. What about you, Lady Infamous? Um, I saw a few things. I know at least one thing you saw. Yeah, I did. I I, I was I watched the. I watched Call of Duty Cold War. Um, the trailer after I was in the actual event, I was not aware that they was doing. I don't know. I think I heard they were doing do something, but I really wasn't paying attention because I had discussed earlier that I didn't want like a Fortnite event on my Call of Duty, but they did that. Uh huh. And then you was all excited. I was. <laughs> That was a funny conversation. I actually asked her, like, me and her watched a, watched a, a game, or I guess a replay video of the actual event. And she was, well, I guess when you said you was playing it, you was like, oh, yeah, I was like, you was like, I liked it. I like all these, like, quests they were sending you on. And then, like, you had to get to yeah. uh, the sort of arena by the, you know, you had like a minute or something like that. But I think you said you didn't make it there in enough time, right, to actually see the trailer kick in. Yeah. Um. Which when I jumped in the Warzone map, I mean Warzone game, I was going off the notion that I that I was just gonna play some Warzone, you know, chase, let the you know run, <clears throat> outrun the gas, you know, Warzone type things. But it wasn't a, a ordinary Warzone game. It was uh, a little small promo for a uh, Cold War. So what they did instead of being in a Warzone uh, game, it was a Steps to Freedom. Uh, mini missions, mini mission, mini side quests. Um, you jumped in the game with your uh, with your favorite loadout. So I did, and um, you do a few missions. Which is which one? <laughs> I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a secret. No, I have obscene names for my uh for my uh my guns. So. Damn, you're so kinky. I, <laughs> I know. Um, so you secure the key. You uh, get some codes, unlock something, and then you meet up and you wield the weapon. When you wield the weapon, it's Agent Woods from Call of Duty 1, Black Ops 1. It's somewhere in the map with a legendary gun. You got 15 minutes to do all four things and get the gun. And they'll give you coordinates. Got to find it. And while you're doing this, you have other people shooting you at the same time. You can respawn and whatnot. And after the 15 minutes come up, then they drop you in bare knuckles running towards the stadium. And the gas is chasing you. They said you won't survive, but people still try to survive. Um, and then the trailer came and I almost bought the game that that morning. Almost did. I almost did. Uh, it was a. I liked it because it was anybody. I'm a Treyarch fan. I love me some Treyarch. So even though we're not going to talk about Black Ops Three, but yes, I do like. <laughs> I do like best story ever in a video game. You're being sarcastic right now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um. So. For them, it, while you're playing the game, the special mission game on Warzone, you can hear you can hear the theme music for Black Ops One and Two. I was like, yes, and I'm playing with my random teammates, and they were like, oh my god, I love I love Treyarch. I'm like, me too, and we would just reminisce on you know Black Ops shit. So at the end of the trailer, 
you you win, you get your points and you can hear you're in the lobby with everybody else and you can hear the reactions of the people that play the game with me. And it was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, this shit was awesome. And I was, and then you hear people like, oh man, I'm about to pre-order that shit right now. And you had a little kid like, I want to play Warzone. And I'm like, I, I, I enjoyed it. I am going to cop. I'm going to cop it. Don't ask me. Don't ask me about nothing. I'm going to cop it. I'm going to cop it. Now I got a question. It's, did, did it turn you? Did it turn your opinion around on those kind of events? Yes. Okay. Um. Let me see what else. Uh. Did you guys see Gollum? The Gollum. The, wait, wait, which one was Lord that? Rings Gollum. The developer presentation. Maybe not. No. Mm. Is that is there? There's like a Lord of the Rings game, right? I feel like I've heard yeah, about Lord this. Yeah, Lord of the Rings Gollops. Uh, Gollums. They did a developer presentation on it. It looks. Oh, good. that. See, I heard about this game a long time ago, but like it's just been quiet ever since. I mean, it's 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 basically around Gollum, and I'm like, okay, but I'm um, the thing with me is how the Gollum gets a happy ending because in the movie he don't. <laughs> well, technically he does has a happy ending. Um, but I need to see what's the, it, the graphics look good. And I seen a little bit of the gameplay, uh, just a tad bit, just a tad bit. But, um, wait, so what, what kind of game does it look like? Like if you had to compare it, I want to say to another game, you see, what would you, how would you compare it? Tactical stealth. Cause I guess, Oh, it's stealth. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they're focusing on stealth with him. So, and I guess with Gollum, you have Smeagol and you have Gollum. So I, I I assume those two personalities will like crash, clash with each other in the game. Um, I hope that they use the same actor, voice actor uh, to what is his name? I feel like you kind of have to dude. He's he's too like that's that's Andy him. Circus. What is his name? Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yes. I, yeah. If they don't use him in the game, I'm not copping. I'm not buying it. I'm not touching it because i've which is weird because like there there's he still does or has been doing golem stuff has still been doing um uh like um planet of the apes stuff like he still like goes back to the same stuff that he's been doing for a while yeah but you know how so i don't you know how people I don't see are, why they wouldn't well, okay, I, well he for i think for him he needs he wants a bag and i figure like if the video game company ain't got enough money for that bag to have him reprise that role i don't know i, I just don't see i i don't see nobody else doing Gollum but him and if so they didn't actually show like any dialogue or anything like that so you could kind of hear if it sounds like him mm -mm, no dialogue no dialogue oh, okay i just he's over there just chilling on the side of the mountain mount doom and shit and under the caves and yeah i i personally I personally uh, need him in the game for me to either to for me to engage in some more um, the DLC. But are you do you feel like you're excited about it? Uh, you know I mean, or are you just kind of like we will see? We'll see. We'll see. Because sometimes, you know, Lord of the Rings was a good movie off that great book. But when it's a video game, uh, 
when you want to dive into a video game, it's it's kind of murky waters. Because I think I played the first Lord of the Ring game, like the first actual game that came out. I forgot what it was, but you played what, 1980, in 1982. There was a Lord of the Ring game in 82. Yeah, it's called The Hobbit in 1982. I'm not talking. I'm not. No, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. I wasn't even born yet. Wait, are you talking about like the? Um, it was on the MSX, the Dragon 64, the I- the one that was on like the last last gen consoles, or maybe it might have been at the beginning of the current gen. I forget that everybody seemed to love. I forget what the name of it is. What, the MMO? No, no, no. It was like um, it was you that like one Shadow where of Mordor, yeah, or Shadow of Mordor. There you go. Yeah, that one, that one. So I'm, I'm just interested. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, chapter one. I'm, I'm. Oh, I didn't see any of this. Okay. Ah. How's uh How's Watson looking? <laughs> is, is it a he, horror is game? He, is he a horror game? <laughs> like a jump scare horror game. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, look up uh scary Watson on or like on YouTube. Let me see. Uh have you ever seen that video, Lady Infamous? No. Oh yeah, you should check it out after the podcast. Um, oh, I um, see. How, did, yeah, how does the how does the game look? It, the game don't look like shit. It got art, artist, artist pieces. Like I don't say artist shit. Glowing review. The game don't look like shit. <laughs> it got, That's great. It got concept art. It got storyboards and stuff, which is okay. So this was like another developer thing. Like they didn't really show Mm-mm. like any gameplay footage or anything like that. No. Um, okay. I'm, I'm I'm Fall Guy season two medieval theme. I'm, I'm kind of digging that, man. I was I played that low key on my PlayStation. I never went. Wait, okay, so that's actually what I wanted to talk about. Because um, I know Zeldrick has experience, you have experience. I don't think you haven't played it yet, Sharpie, right? What? Fall Guys? Uh, no, Fall I Guys? Play, I played it. Or do you play like a couple like three times? hours total? Oh, okay. Yeah, and I haven't played it, but I've like watched like, you know, every streamer on the planet seems to be playing that game. But um, so I kind of know, you know, I don't necessarily know how it plays in terms of like actually picking up a controller, but I know how the game plays. So what do you guys think about like the direction? that they're taking in terms of like, you know, what they're doing for season two. Is it kind of what you expected slash wanted, you know, just like, you know, it seems like they have new costumes and like new levels that are like themed in, in the medieval age or whatever. What do you guys think about sort of that approach? Um, I think it's good. I think it's good. I just want to get my crown, you know, that's all I want. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be like the next 10, the tap man. I'm not giving, you know what no, he I'm, went not, I'm not, I'm not giving out PCs every time I give me a crown. So no, I'm not, no, I'm not him. Um, I think that the success of fall guys rest upon of like the family friendliness of it. And it's like a lighthearted BR. And you can play, you can play with four friends. It could be a drinking game. And not only that you have to go deal with the obstacles that's in front of you, you got people trying to toss you over, you know, and that's like a struggle within itself. Um, So, so when I looked at it, like, I guess maybe, maybe I could be kind of alone in in this, but um, I don't know. I guess like what I thought their approach might be is more sort of like, personal customization versus like here's just more costumes and like to me the levels of course they're going to be different mechanics and stuff like that and there's going to be some games just like this current season that are fun and some that 
well, not, you know, not in the general sense, but to, for each individual, you're going to find some games fun, some games not. I assume it's going to be the same thing for the next season. But like, honestly, I'm kind of curious. Do you guys feel like, I don't know, it, it almost feels to me like it's too much of a formula. It's like, you know, when season three hits, are people going to be like, oh, yeah, just more fall guys or whatever? If, it, you know, if it kind of continues along this same path where it's like, oh, next time is, I don't know, Star Wars or next time is West, the West or something like that. Do you feel like, you know, looking in the future, if they continue on with this kind of formula of just more costumes, more levels, it'll still be able to like um, not peter off by the time the next season shows up? You know, I that's uh, so. that's kind of hard to tell. The, the thing is, is that like, the reception of this new season was very it, it was very wide received widely received of a like the there was a new season because it meant to people that oh so like there's gonna be new levels a new chunk of levels there's gonna be a new theme of cosmetics like it it shows to people that like they aren't going to just like put a little bit here and put a little bit there like sort of um petering off um or like uh well sorry when i say petering off not necessarily from the dev side but petering interest in the game i don't think so because mm. the when it comes to i don't know because like I, I feel like it won't because so many people like this game already and they keep playing it and they continue to play it and then people keep finding new ridiculous things that happens in the game I know that it's like only what, like a month old, but still like. And that's, that's kind of part of what I was thinking is like, it's a month old and I already hear people saying like they want like new levels. And and I guess it's not to the extreme of PUBG, but I kind of imagine sort of the same issue that PUBG had where it's like in the beginning, there's like a bunch of fire for it and people are loving it. And this, like I said, it's kind of extreme because PUBG had like one map and they didn't change that. But like, this this thing where there's a formula where you constantly need to keep adding new stuff in order to keep people's interest going versus like them being sort of like completely interested in this one self-contained package that they have. I'm wondering how long that lasts where people aren't just like, okay, now it's time for like whatever the new one is. Cause this fall, this level, yes, yeah, different. I might go in and try season three and be like, Oh, these levels are cool too. Or even, I guess maybe like, I guess maybe rhythm games might be a good example, like all the rock band games and um, stuff like that, where it's like, oh, here's some new songs. At some point you're like, yeah, it's a new song, but I kind of feel like it's not that much different from before. So at some point you just kind of start saying, oh, you know, oh, new stuff came out, but maybe I'll try it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. That's why I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit more of a you know, building sort of, I don't know, building something a lot bigger. It's also yeah. only been a so month, based like on, you said. But, based on yeah. my experience and like how, like, like watching it from like, I guess from a developer or a game designer's point of, like if you, I guess like, I'm not a game designer or, 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 or developer in any way, but then like, you, you can kind of see that kind of objectively, like, you know, working in, you know, tech. Right. Um, and like, you can kind of see like, like they have some sort of a, a level builder that they have right because of like how like how things are structured and everything and like what yeah. how it looks it's like it's like 
their version of PlayStation's dreams, right? Like, they, I think they have like a level builder on you know devolver side that they have they can they can just build build this game up from the uh build, build a level from using using that sure i guess the question is then like how do you know an example of one of those types of games where like it really stuck for very long like there's always people putting out like a ton of content but i even think like you know mario maker for example there's like definitely a hardcore audience for Mar- a mario maker where they're making stuff and other people are making stuff and they want to keep trying it but like the population at large i feel like there's the hype in the beginning and then it kind of dies off when you put like such oh your they'll definitely die off the reason why i say i, th- I think this game will uh, continue doing well is because it's simple enough Right. Yeah, but well, Mario, more, for example, more, is like more move left and right and press jump in most cases. Yeah, no, but then that, but then in this game, you're playing with other people. Sure. Right. And then I think that's like the and then so like you think it's the, the competitive nature that'll the, keep yeah, it the going? competitive nature. Like you want to win kind of thing, even at a very casual level. OK, but what if you can't? <laughs> I mean, that might be like a Lady Infamous question because you were saying you want your crown. That sounds like you're still kind of fighting for one like if you if you keep playing and you never get your crown do you think you'll want to keep playing just to get it that's like life that's life that's life i mean sometimes i will put no no i'm not saying we'll be depressed but i mean do you think you'll stop playing i'll eventually stop playing i'm i played i played fall guys like the whole afternoon last week i was doing laundry and playing fallout guys my i had a lot of laundry i had i did it was like three hours I did not get one. <laughs> not Fallout Boys or not. That's Fallout what I was thinking. Fallout. <laughs> Fallout. Fallout. I'm sorry. Now I want a Fallout Boy like costume for my Fall Guys character. <laughs> but sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Um, like you said, you were doing laundry and and like playing the game. Yeah, it, I I was on it for three hours. Uh, and I didn't get a crown. And I, I sometimes I just get burnt. I just get. I'm like, man, I'm tired of shit, and I'll just go play something else. Um, the thing about this game is it could be good in moderation. These people, I've seen people stream like six, eight hour streams. Yeah, I've seen those too. That shit will, that will burn you out. That's the people that saying, oh, I want new maps. Oh, I need a new season. Oh, I need new. Ca-. That's probably true. Yeah, that's the, it ain't me. I don't have a problem. I, I think it's cool that they're doing a season two. I think that it's kind of soon for a season two, but this what happened. Yeah, me too. But I mean, did they, when did they say it was, I don't even remember. Did they make an announcement of when it was coming out or did they just say new stuff coming? Uh, New stuff coming, like season two, oh. evil events and new maps. You know what I'm saying? New levels, I think. So yeah. Um, for me personally, I'm not tired of it because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not grinding the game every day looking for a crown. You know, I got other things to worry about. I got other games to play, but this, the, the, how quick and fast that they had a quick season to go to season two, they, I think they lighting the fire too hot or they should have just gave it a couple of like maybe another month or two months before they add another season. Because if you too, if you're too hot, too fast, that game will get burnt out real quick. There's a lot of other games. Everybody forgot about hyperscape. What was that? Hyperscape? Hyperscape? Yeah, Hyperscape. Yeah. Everybody forgot about Rogue Company when this game came out. So I just need them to get their pace better and make sure you got the anti-cheating uh, software on your games because 
I'll be damned if I if I lose to a cheater. I'll be I'll be hot as shit. <laughs> I'll be hot. Well, I can say that they are already well right now. They're dealing with cheaters as they get in, and um, they have they really have been a- having that problem on PlayStation? I know a PC it was an issue, but I feel like I got robbed. But well, well, you were playing on PC, right, Zeldrick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I know there was some issue with like names, so now all the names are like Fall Guy in a number or whatever. And then there was a couple of things that I definitely saw they fixed. But I yeah, think it might have been more they, PC. They, 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 they made it Fall Guy number is because people were putting racist names onto there. Well, I think I heard that somebody say not, that there was like they. Well, actually, Zelda, you're the one that said it. Go ahead. You know what it is. So, <clears> like, <throat> yes, the racist names are is a is a problem. However, there was a problem in the coding when it came to uh, the Steam usernames. When you have a custom username and then how it interacts with the game, people would put in script like uh, HTML or JavaScript that would then interact with the game, and they would just get like just purchased unlimited amounts of crowns and stuff for free. Like that was exactly what was happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which so is crazy. I don't even know how you come up with that. <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's weird. I don't know how the fuck that works, but it, it somehow worked. Um, but yeah, that was the problem when it came to st- one of the problems when it came to steam. Um, but I, it's, I kind of want to ask more about like what you're talking about when it comes to like, I when it comes to this game compared to like other games as a service because it's I feel like that when you ask like Lady Infamous like will you, will you will you keep playing it because you don't get your crown it's like well the question then becomes is it fun to play no and no, to a lot of people no it's not it, it's it, no it is not fun to play because even though I had fun playing it me not getting that crown man it like made it feel like GTFO. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I'm never going to get it. I might as well stop. You know, and and I think I played like once on Thursday while I was getting ready for Bloodborne. But um, it has potential. I think it's good family game and stuff like that. I just... So then, just, the, so then the problem then becomes that like in your specific case is that you're not going to have fun with it because you're not going to win and not like because it is like some cheater or something like that. It's just because you never got one dub and it's like I, I it's not really like, well, GZ, GG, like get good or whatever the fuck, but it's just it, it's. Like if the end goal of it is like, oh, I'm not having fun anymore because I never win, then okay. But like that is one way to like, I guess, look at how you're playing it. But I've had several times where like I get to the final level and I'm second place and I'm like, damn, I almost got it. And I... And it's not like that doesn't deter me from like not wanting to play it again. Well, so that's what that's why I had the question of like, does that last? Like currently it's only been out for a month, but let's say it goes on like, you know, let's say even season two starts six months from now and you've been playing for six months. And like, obviously, like I've 100 percent seen strategies coming up from this game where people are taking shortcuts and like. Um, definitely on, for example, that hexagon level at the end, there's definitely a strategy to play in that, um, where if you don't know it, some people will probably just like, you know, they have way higher likely of a chance of winning than you do. So let's say six months down the line, you still aren't winning. 
is just the fact that like playing those levels you know playing the seesaw level is fun and playing this you know the soccer level is fun is that enough to sustain it if it feels like winning starts getting less and less attainable which i know obviously introducing new levels is going to change that because then everybody's kind of in a way starting over but well you um, you you just answered the like the question i was going to pose because like wouldn't anybody get bored of mario if they had only the first three levels to play of course they would but now that they add more content to it and more levels and then because i get progress of my kudos and the season pass of, of getting of working towards like getting a skin or outfits that i want it's like yeah like i then i have like the customization that i want that that i worked for because i liked what they put out and i want to put time into it sure but i, I guess it was, with something like mario for example you can have i guess in a way you can kind of get different things out of it in the sense that you could you might want to be the person who plays all the super hard levels or you might want to be the person who just casually plays random levels or even the ones where people are like creative where somebody's like you know you're playing the 3d level and you just want to see cool stuff but i feel like for fall guys it's kind of like you're reaching very far on that one because like that is extrapolating a lot more than what like the real scenario actually is because sure, sure. but what I, all i'm saying about fall guys is that just one goal you win. And I guess you can have fun with that. But like, again, who I don't know how many people just can maintain their fun if they never win, if they just keep playing and never win. I guess you can say that about any competitive game. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I was asking, is it about competition or is it just about like, are people just going to find it fun to just play it and like fail or whatever? I have had tons of fun with this game when I've been playing with my friends. Okay, but we talking sure, about what I'm, I'm talking about me playing by myself. That's totally different. I didn't play with any friends. I've been playing solo dolo on on all guys. Yeah, for like that, I'm in the I, same boat. Like I feel like I need to play this game with friends, like, but I know a lot of people can play this like solo. Sure. I, I I share the same sentiment with Lady Infamous with like playing it solo, not because like I'm not winning. But like I get super frustrated playing this by myself because I have 10 people fucking me over at once. Like and it feels like it, it not like it doesn't feel like that they're specifically gunning for me. But like if I get like that, like if I'm a, by myself playing this game and then I have tons of people doing the most like littlest thing and they are able to fuck anyone over, I get really mad because I'm at the point of, I just want to play the mini game. The mini game is fun to me. And then if you add in like a bunch of 20 fuck uh, chuckle fucks out there that are like, yeah, let me hold you and then like drag you off the edge either with me or without me. Then I'm like, dude, come on, stop it. Like, I just want to play the mini game. But then when I get like with like three of my other friends, like, yeah, we like misery loves company. But the other thing is that like we can then like shoot the shit and have fun and like work towards a common goal. And then at the end, face off with each other. Yeah. Sure. And then if you do lose, you can actually like cheer your friend on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's well, really, I, and then, yeah, sometimes it's like really funny. Like I remember one time like I was playing with one of my friends and then um, or actually three of my friends and then. Like one guy managed to survive and then we put we uh, he was playing the, the soccer game. Right. And then he, he and then like it, it was just like even though he was like trying really hard, like it was just really funny, like like how he was playing, even though he was actually trying. 
I guess it's because the nature of like the physics of the game. Yeah, I guess you know what I think. I think I might have heard what um um what I was missing from the statement I was trying to make. So that's I think what you guys were saying is why I was questioning it in the sense that like it I I think of it like um in a lot of games co op for me personally makes the experience way better. So the question is, does it last if it seems like the frustration comes in immediately when you're playing by yourself? You basically yes. are required to play like I not required, to a but lot of, like hardcore gamers, probably not. But I think to a lot of casuals, I think this game will do uh, will last a long time. I would have thought it'd be the other way around because the, the hardcore people are the ones who are expecting the frustration. Like, the, you know, the, comp- the competitive side of them, that's where that kicks in. And they're like, OK, well, I, I lost. This now game I is play like again. capable of like actual competition. Like you're not going to have a million dollar tournament with this game. I mean, they might. Depends on where they go with it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I've watched, you know, some streamers, like you guys said, streamers who could play like eight hours on their own. And I think it's because that competitive nature kicked in. But then you have like, you know. The, what you guys are saying where if you're playing it on your own and then it's like super frustrating it sounds like it's very much dependent on you having like a group experience which obviously you can do there's no reason why you couldn't play it in a group every time but if you're going to sustain somebody if you want people to come back and want to play all the time and stuff like that which i assume is what they want is it kind of like i don't know is that a problem if it's really dependent on group play no, because you can hop in for like a couple hours with like one or one to three people and then jo- drop out. Sure. Like, yeah, no. Do you feel like you would do that with your friends like on a regular basis or is it just kind of like a once in a while thing? On a regular basis. Like, yes. You can have a cocktail okay. hour. Long term. You can do a cocktail hour yeah. on, on your game and on this game and be like, hey, let's have a couple of drinks and play some Fall Guys. That'd be good. Yeah. Like the reason why I can say that is because like. Um, I'm going to use Project Winter as an example. Uh, yeah. Like, like sometimes we'll just play Project Winter out of the blue. We'll be like, hey, hey, you guys want to play Project Winter? It's like, yeah. Sure, sure. But I guess what I'm thinking is like, what scale does that build out to? Meaning like, is it I can do it or is it does everybody feel like they can do it? Because I don't think it can assist, like, you know, it can sustain itself with like a small crowd. But I think that's kind of like. Yeah. Well, I mean, this type of game is still relatively new. It's like a very yeah, short of burst of like, like VR type of game. But it has like a, a everybody's like together and not like spread apart like most BR or actually all other BRs. Right. And it, it doesn't yeah. involve like direct shooting of a character with a with a, a projectile weapon. Sure. It's like, okay, I'm going to say it like this. It's like, like, we don't do it here in America. Well, I did it in my elementary school and my, you know, Saturday Japanese school where um, we we had this thing called sports day, right? And then um, it's like red versus white. So basically, um, like, we're we're all given like each class was given like a red, a red team and a white team. And then like the entire school gets together. And then, um, it's basically a competition between red and white. And then, um, and in the end it's like, you know, like whoever wins, like 
it's just a winner of that sports uh, of the sports day event. Like there's relay racing. There's like throwing balls inside like this basket, like on a very high basket. And then like whoever has the most balls in this basket wins that that segment and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, and it's kind of I feel like it's kind of like that. That's that's what I got from this game, especially you know like the, I I'm using that as an example is because like there's this egg game with three teams, and then like you have to like tr- try to grab eggs and like put it in your area. Okay. Yeah, and I was like saying, dude, this is kind of like that, you know. Except you can always, except in that game or, or in Fall Guys, you can actually steal the egg and try to bring it to your place. Team based games are ass on Fall Guys. I'm sorry, I just don't like. It. <laughs> I don't like, it. I don't like the tail chasing one because that's hard. No, nah, I think that's the worst one. On it for in terms of it's, I'll just say that seems like the one that I feel like people have the least fun on. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I saw a guy that was AFK for like 90% of it and then like he came back and then like just grabbed the tail like the last second. I mean, it's a strategy. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, yeah, we'll see. Fall Guys Season 2. Um, was there anything else you guys kind of like? There was a lot of trailers that they they mentioned well, that they had uh, during um opening night live yeah i mean like you know was there anything that, that like back stuck to the, out back to that call of duty one i remember they didn't they just take it down and upload it again because they had like footage of Tiananmen square in china and then china's like no and then activision said okay okay master i'll, I'll do what you say and then <laughs> um i, thought I, had, I thought I heard something about a raised fist or something i don't know that was that succeed well that was siege. probably touch okay. on later but like the um I, I don't know anything about like the Call of Duty uh, Cold War. I just know that it got announced and that's it. Yeah, you- yeah. Basically, yeah. They 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 got like worldwide, like the European uh, channel, the 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 U.S. channel, the Australian channel, like and the you know the all the Asian channels too. Like they 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 took down the tra- the original trailer and uploaded a new one without Tiananmen Square. Hmm. Okay. Everybody's like, yep, this is definitely like, you know, Activision bending over for China, you know. Yeah. Just maybe. like there, just know. like that, just just like the 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 thing that happened a few months ago with, you know, Hearthstone. Yep. Yeah, I think um oh, that's what it okay. So I just wanted to bring up like a couple of things real quick. Uh, the two things I think actually, they actually are right, happen to be right next to each other on this webpage I was on. Two things that kind of like stood out for me were Little Nightmares 2, which I was like a huge fan of like Little Nightmares, the first one, just because I like that kind of dark, weird, platformy kind of game, like that inside, um, those type of games. And that looked really cool. But the other one that I wanted to mention, which Zelda, you might have something to say on that because you saw it too, that caught me off guard was Teardown. Which I, I think you had said you had seen it before, right? Um, yes. It, yeah. So it, it seems like it's like this kind of a, uh, it's a game where like it's it seems like you it's an entirely destructible world and interactable world, and the idea is you're in levels trying to like sort of build your set up this whole heist, a way to grab like I guess some kind of item. They didn't show exactly as far as I know what you're supposed to grab, um, but. It seems like you can sort of do things like blow up walls. You can like blow, you know, build things and stuff like that so that you can sort of escape 
with something. You break into a building, steal something and escape. But it's like in an interactable world where everything's destructible and stuff like that. Kind of looks a little bit like a high res version of Minecraft in some ways. Um, so the the way to put this is that like it's a voxel based game where like everything is made up of like just cubes. squares like cubes and squares and stuff and when you break something it just breaks down into like smaller, smaller. It, like small cubes and uh, yeah just small cubes um so like you could say that it like yeah it looks a little bit my, like minecraft but like um 3d dot heroes is actually a better way of putting it because i think a lot more people have seen 3d dot heroes um but uh but yeah like you it, it's it's a heist game you see you have the entire area for or like in front of you and then you set up a bunch of like you can set up a pathway of like these specific objectives you get from one to the next to the next to the next and the entire point is to do all the objectives as fast as you can and then escape um but you have like this prep time to be able to do it and destroy stuff along um before you start it yeah, it looks kind of cool. I, the only thing I was that was missing for me is like they didn't necessarily show specifically that there was multiplayer in it. I assume there's going to be, but so and, you know, just in the footage they showed it, just not wasn't. like it because it's going to be like pay, uh, payday too. No, because payday too. I don't like the shooting <laughs> and like the but that one. It seems it, honestly, if you're just like setting up this heist in a way, it feels more like a puzzle. It's not a puzzle. It doesn't look like a puzzle game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's kind of a puzzle in the sense that you have to set up, you know, examine the world and figure out where to place things and stuff like that so that you can execute it properly. But Payday to me kind of felt like a little bit too much. I don't know. It felt a little bit too chaotic and I didn't like the shooting mechanics. So you don't need to shoot in Payday, though. You can actually heist things without setting off an alarm. Yeah, you can never figure that out, but like never got that to work but um yeah i get it but i'm just saying this this kind of looks pretty cool um so most of the other stuff i think was kind of you know they showed like crash and um which you know we had seen before I mean, oh yeah and then medal of honor medal of honor i was gonna say zeldrick was interested in that one um, yeah the like last medal the- of honor game was so long ago yeah, it's a VR experience, though. Actually, well, you said they, it's VR and you could play it outside of VR, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So you can play this um, without VR or with VR, but it's a game that is made for VR. Um, and it is, uh, and I think um, Sharpie will appreciate this because um, it, it has the same notions as store of story playing, just like Half-Life, where um, you- are always like, in first person. You're always well. It's VR, so yeah. But like, it, it's always in first person. The story is happening around you, and like, yes, we have games where like stories are happening around us, but um, no cut like, scenes, and you there's don't no lose cut- controls. Right, and you can look around. You can interact with the objects that are around you. Yeah, as, I like, really like that. I don't you. like it when the game takes control away from you. Yeah. So like, you could not look at the person that is speaking to you or speaking to other people as like the the main story is playing out and you can just fuck around with whatever's on the desk and just listen in on what's going on um or maybe that there is something else to do that's in the room that you can do as the scene is playing out yeah have you seen that before i don't think i don't know if i've seen that before where there's other stuff you can do in the room um i don't 
know. And, and for a VR experience, I don't know because I have not played that many story based VR games. Um, but when it and, comes to like games, like, yeah, there's a lot of games that 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 does that, like where you can just mess around while, you know, you can just be jumping around like while the story. Oh, I thought you got I thought like, you meant like just like literally something impactful in the game you could do like versus well, I guess you could be collecting items and stuff like that. But yeah, you're just talking about you have control and you can just do whatever you want. To. Yeah, like you, like it control, like 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 you can still have all your inputs still working. Hmm. And then, like the character still does whatever you tell him to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, like I, I don't like it when they take control away from that, unless it comes with a very specific reason. Which is why, like you know, WoW, right? Like the early WoW games, like they never did that. Like now they started doing that, and I guess we can talk about that trailer, which is. I was I was kind of underwhelmed because like back in the day, like Blizzard used to make like bomb ass cinematics. Now it's just a bunch of drawings. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's any better or worse for me. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I've, like I've already Blizzard. said, like, I hate that they do that, that they make amazing cinematics and the game doesn't look like that. To me, it's kind of in a way it's sort of misleading. Yeah, I can see that. Is that your preference? Like to have like the uh, really, really well done cinematics? Yeah, I'd rather have really, really well done cinematics. And I feel I feel like, you know, Blizzard hasn't taken that route for a long time. I mean, I, I definitely like that when it comes to Final Fantasy 14. Like it, I actually... I can tell this little blurb when my internet went out while I was playing um, and like it kicked me out to the main menu for Shadowbringers. The the cutscene for Shadowbringers, like the trailer for it, um, it, it was playing. And so as I was watching it again for probably like the fifth time I've like I've actually uh, ever I like just got chills and I was like, man, like I can, I, I know where this came from. I know where this came from. And like, I know this, this, and this, like it, this was like a really good expansion. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like final fantasy does a good job with its, um, with its thing. But then, you know, blizzard like historically has been really good at doing that. And they haven't, they haven't been doing that lately. It might just be me because I don't have, you know, the same perspective as you guys have because you played like these MMOs. So maybe like, well, I mean, like, context before, is better, before but. WoW was even a thing, like, you know, in Warcraft and uh, Starcraft one or yeah, start even Starcraft one, like it, it had like awesome cinematics, like during the times when like, you know, during the transitional period. But there's Man. Dirt 5. Yeah, dirt. Well, wait. Dirt Five was already like announced, right? Yeah, no. But then the the playgrounds. Oh, like I think you can make your own levels. I think Is that what it was. Yeah, oh, that's a cool thing. Um, Project Cars Three was announced too. Yeah, I played the first one. I wasn't really into it. Yeah, I think that's. I don't really know like what sort of uh, audience uh, Project Cars Three is as like especially because I don't really know what type of game it is and separates itself from like Forza, Forza or yeah. Dirt. 
So I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, um, I don't, I'm not really sure myself. I, I mean, I played the first one. I was just like, uh, I'm not sure about this game. Um, <laughs> did any of you ever play Turrican? Oh, no. No. <laughs> um, Turrican was a 90s game. I never played it, uh, but it was its first game was on the Commodore 64. Um, and uh, it's being brought back. It, and it was a Metroidvania game. Though, like, as far as for, like, the look of the box art, like, it's it's very retro. Um, I can appreciate, well, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much, like, it goes for, like, me appreciating what the box art looks like and it being old. Um, but for... Uh, for them to bring back Turrican and I mean, hoping that it still keeps the pixel ver uh, like the pixelation sort of like old school style and keep it at Metroidvania. Like it could do pretty good. Um, so probably a game that nobody asked for, <laughs> but I, I think it nothing wrong with that though. Sometimes yeah. it's good to get stuff you ain't asked for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, was there anything else from Gamescom? Yeah, there was this game called, um, what was it? It, it I think it happens in India, like Unknown Nine. Yeah, except for they didn't like show anything. They just yeah, showed they, that, yeah. That's that cinematic trailer nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, it Nexus looks cool. Was also but... another, uh, tr- like, you know, cinematic trailer nonsense again with barely any gameplay. Which one? Scarlet Nexus. Oh, I don't even remember that one. Which one was it's that like one? It's like the anime, like, slasher. Oh, okay. Maybe I didn't see that, or maybe I'm just forgetting. I don't know. Well, wait a minute. They like the first time that they showed off Scarlet Nexus, they showed a little bit of gameplay. Yeah, but in this one, it's like also not a whole lot. Eh, I think just from the little bit that we got, I think we know what we're getting with uh, with it. I feel like it, anyways. I mean, like when you know, like, oh, it's not turn based. It's not this or that. We can then say like, oh, it's a third person action RPG. And like the swings look like this. All right. You kind of get the feel for that already. But now you're just looking for the mechanics, like the, the what what separates it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, you can tell what type of game it is. And then now it's like trying to figure out what you can like, what's different about it. Right. Yeah. Um, what else? What else did you guys see? God, what I was it? <laughs> freaking breach constructed the walking dead. Right, guys? Right, nah, guys? Nah, I actually, I actually did, um, I played through the entire game of breach, bridge constructor portal, which I really liked. So I'm not like, I'm not a hundred percent upset by it. It just felt like it came out of left field. Like, but it seems like it could be, it has some potential in the sense of like, I think Zeldrick, you were saying when we were talking about it before, the idea of like maybe you have to build a bridge that can get the people across and but not the zombies, that kind of thing. So I can see it like introducing some unique strategic elements to it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of I'm actually kind of curious about it. I'm, I wasn't out here like, you know, oh, my God, oh my, that kind of thing. But like it's kind of I'll, I'll have it on my radar a little bit. Cause I did really enjoy bridge constructor. I think it's a cool idea. Um, it's been, it's kind of chill too. Like you just relax and play the game versus having to be super high stress. So, um, but yeah, and the, 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 I think the only, the only other thing that I was, that was nerd noteworthy for me personally was probably just for opening night. Cause I didn't see anything out after that was just, you guys see like the weird doc Brown thing for surgeon simulator. Oh, too? that weird creepy shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> where it, it totally looked like I was saying this before. It looked like that um that app where you can like hire a celebrity to like you know say something Cameo. for you. Was it Cameo? Cameo? Yeah, it looked like they like hired him on Cameo or something like that to make a promotion for Surgeon Simulator Two for some reason because it was you know it was all. I mean, I guess that's kind of the sign of the times now, but it was it was like definitely shot on his cell phone and like it just seemed like a weird connection of like like Zeldrick was saying, you know, he's like a doctor of physics and they're like trying to make they're like, oh, let's have a doctor of physics introduce this game about being a surgeon just because I guess he's a quote air quote doctor. Well, I mean, he is, but like, you know, he's a doctor, but not in the right field. But it was, it was just kind of like a weird little stretch. The game, and it didn't really sh- even show enough for me to get excited about Surgeon Simulator either, other than the fact that it had co-op, which I think is a great idea. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was just like a weird way to do it. I was kind of surprised. I, th- I literally thought there was going to be a Back to the Future game when he came on. And it was just like, nope, Surgeon Simulator 2. Like, right, well, I was I actually kind of hoping. Yeah, me You were too. hoping it was a Back to the Future game? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, oh yeah, Dragon Age behind the scenes. They kind of um, didn't show anything though, right? I know, but the thing is, is that I'm kind of worried because this is not, this is new Bioware, not old Bioware, right? And then, like, I really okay. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because I did really, you like really, Inquisition? Really, right? No, I really, really liked Origins. I barely even got past uh in, uh, the past few hours of Inquisition because, and then two was okay it wasn't like great like i would say it's in like the bottom half of my my score um but like inquisition like i I was just like i don't know about this game it feels like like the developers couldn't utilize the engine that they were using i was like oh it uses frostbite and then it's like you know during that time frostbite was heavily focused on shooters so like i was just like yeah there's there's something wrong with this game Hmm. Um, I thought a lot of people liked that game. Inquisition. Some reason, no, yeah, Origin. For some reason I thought. I, yeah, no. Origin. I feel like I heard so zero good. about Origins though. Like, like I thought like, that was that came after three, right? What? No. Did no. Origins? No. Origins. Which was one did Origins come game. after? Oh, I thought for some original. reason I thought it was like Dragon Age one, two, and then Origins, and then no, no. three or Origin, something. Origin. Like no, it's called Dragon Age Origins, and then the expansion for Origins was Awakening. Yeah, no, but I'm saying in terms of when they came out. I didn't no. think the Origins was the first one. No, it is Origins. The expansion is Awakening. Then it's two. Then it's Inquisition. Hmm. Yeah, Origins. I really, really liked. Like, it, I mean, the gameplay. I'm pretty sure it's kind of dated by now. But, um, but then like the the progress and like how everything worked back in the day and like, um, I'm there's mods out there now that kind of makes it more modern. But like, but. Like the storytelling, the pacing of the storytelling and everything, like the the way how you interact with the characters and then like the the dialogue, the like I remember there's this one character named Liliana, like 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 during the camp, like when you just resting, like to gain your health back and stuff like that, like you, you set up a tent and everything like I was just listening to her and then she was like telling her backstory and I was just like, I can visually see in my mind, like like everything that she was talking about, like. Like she, they didn't show it on screen or anything, but I was able to like clearly see everything that she was talking about. I don't know if it was because of the voice acting or the or like the writing of the of the of the character, but 
like it was so good like i was able like it was it was just so good i can't I, like and then like i was kind of disappointed in two and then even more disappointed in three and then now i'm like probably not going to be as excited for this fourth game hopefully mm. hopefully because it's like it's not like bioware is not bioware or like old bioware is not this bioware anymore because you know of you know their more recent history Hmm. okay i still Um, think people should play origins it's still i still think it's really good and at that same vein like someone could still say like you should play star wars the knights of the old republic and that one's really dated but it's the same sort type of battle system oh yeah no, but then I think like Origins, like the the storytelling's just so good. Like I, I I can't. And you know, back then I wasn't really into like like Western fantasy. I was more into like Japanese fantasy mm-hmm. type games. And then like this really got me hooked. So then, like this sort of like it wasn't a catalyst behind- to get me in because I liked Warcraft three. So then, like, the behind-the-scenes, the developer talk about the new Dragon Age that they're making, like, they didn't really lead into anything? They didn't really, like, give much information? Or is no, it just, it like... it was more like an announcement. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, I'm, like, I'm, like, being very careful with, like, what... Or being very, like... I, I'm going to keep my eye on it just to see, like, what they're, what they're going to do with it. But it's probably uh, like even if they did, it's probably not going to be a day one purchase until I hear like what people have to say about the game first. I mean, that should be that should go to uh, every Bioware game nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Was there any other Gamescom announcements that anybody liked? I think that was it for me. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, like I, I got went through like a bunch of uh, these indie um, games and these indie trailers, um, but uh, uh, one of them that I linked to uh, Tunchy's Productions and his Discord was Game Deck, um, and uh, I actually I have to mention Game Deck only because the demo size the 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 size of the demo is eleven gigs and I'm like what the fuck did I just download, <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's a um it's a uh what looks like a um isometric sort of uh walk around rpg um and you're a detective in a cyberpunk world where uh you are where people are doing their jobs inside a virtual world and then you have to then like or, or like they're playing a game and like some sort of crime happens or a murder happens or anything happens like that. And then you kind of have to like the, like your choices on like how you solve cases and what you do kind of affects like the rest of the story. Um, and uh, I think it looked really, really cool. Uh, I haven't tried it out yet. Um, but uh, I think the way that they did the indie uh, indie arena booth was a little bit overwhelming and I think I spent a good hour and a half to two hours, like checking everything out. Um, I'm, I think I'm uh, a little bit uh, uh, being a, a bit facetious on it, but it felt like it took a long time to get through all of those. Um, however, 
I did find a lot of stuff that I thought looked really interesting. I think I don't have enough time to really talk about it, but um, I think this was a for a um, indie um, like to clump all the indie stuff in, into one place. I think it was a good attempt. Um, however, it was a bit overwhelming. So, um, but uh, that that's about it from me from Gamescom. I, I unfortunately didn't pay much else attention to it. Um, so I could bring up uh, a little bit of a, I can do a game with you guys though. What is it? Okay. So the Fast and the Furious Crossroads came out. That Eurojank? What's up? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody everybody was praising that game, right, guys? Hold on. Hold on. Here's the game I want to play. What rating do you think it got? It can be from a zero to ten. What game? What rating do you think it got? I'm going to give it a three. Lady Infamous? I'm going to give it a two. Wait, real quick, didn't this, didn't this come out like a couple, like a while ago? Like last three weeks ago or something like that? Yeah. Or did it just recently come out? Uh, August 7th. Holy shit, that's when the, man, this is a very old review, or this review is for like a month uh, old game. Oh. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but damn. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, Sharpie, what do you think? I don't know, I saw... I saw an angry well, Joe review of this game, and he's like, so the, this is the biggest so, waste of my time ever. So then, like, well, I mean, as far as for publications, what rating? Uh, zero out of ten. Oh, it is? Okay. No, zero out of ten for publications. What do you think it, it was getting? Oh, I don't know, like one. All right, and Lady Infamous? That's a two. All right. Um... Well, I haven't seen a one yet, but we got a three, we got a four, and a we got a five. The five is from Game Informer. The Metacritic, a meta score of thirty-five and a user score of one point eight. Damn, I, I guess I win. <laughs> I mean, it's like, we, yeah, we couldn't. It's not like we couldn't see this yeah. coming. <laughs> we all we it. They were so proud to announce it at um, the Game Awards last year too. Yeah, which like. I mean, I, I think every one of us could call it from a mile away, even if they didn't have um, uh, Vin Diesel and um, I, I, I forget her name announcing it and what seemed like very hokey feigning like I play video games um, like they didn't have to add them to get us to think, wow, this is a trash fire. <laughs> Okay, it's going so to be a trash I'm, fire. I'm reading some of these user reviews on Metacritic. One of them gave uh, a user review says, "Excellent, uh, gave it a ten. Excellent game. Story mode is great fun with awesome piece. Multiplayer is really well balanced and rewarding with nice thoughts out levels and progression. If you're a fan of the movies, this is a must buy. <laughs> Zero out of fifteen users found this found this helpful." <laughs> Yeah. I mean, somebody's gonna like every game, so maybe. I mean, it could. You no, know, the that thing could be is a fake that review, there but... is like in multiplayer. Oh, I know. It's just saying zero. Three, out of no, the thing is, is that it needs three teams, and people came and like even people uh, that was trying to review the game couldn't even get into a game, so they don't even know what multiplayer is even like. Oh, because there's not enough people. It needs three teams of three. Yeah, so it needs a total of nine people, and even reviewers couldn't even get into a multiplayer game, so they don't even know what it's like. Hmm. 
Yeah. That, that's the break sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it looked like trash when we all saw it last well, last year or whatever it was anyway. Yeah, so. it looked like a PS2 game. Just looks super old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then It's uh, on Game Pass, though, Lady Infamous. You want to play it? <laughs> She's like, nah, I don't get it. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of old games, um, Left 4 Dead 2 is getting one last update. Yeah. Um, They are bringing back The Last Stand, uh, which is a community-made game or community-made map. And uh, Valve made it as, like, an official map. So it's... um, Though it's weird that, like, from the places that I've read about this, um, that, like... It being everybody's clamoring that it's like that it's the last update for Left 4 Dead 2. And it's like, well, I mean, I don't know when's the last time it actually got an official update or whatever for it. Probably a long time, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, where is it going to go now instead of Valve paying attention to their platform more than their games? Um, So uh, and to be honest, I kind of want to play it. I kind of want to get back, not get back into it, but I want I would like to play like a full playthrough of Left 4 Dead 2 again, um, just for shits. Um, was there uh, any other news um, that you guys want to talk about? Because I on, honestly, I have one that I would really like to talk about, but um, I would like you guys to speak up. Not really. You want to talk about the, those pre-orders, Lady Infamous? What For the PlayStation? Oh, um... They're doing, I don't know, I guess they're doing limited, limited, like, put out, like, I guess, limited quantities of the actual system. So now it's not like, okay, I get to go to GameStop and pre-order my PlayStation 5. They want you to send an email to actually be in a lottery. And then if they pull your email out, then you'll have access to purchase a limited quantity of items like... You can only get like one system, two controllers, uh, two cameras, and one, one, uh, one console. One like email is for one, for one PlayStation ID. So I can't order two Playstations off off my PlayStation ID. I only can order one. Um, well, uh, so I'm actually going to say something about that very specific thing because uh, I um. Because like when Final Fantasy Fan Fest for last year or the last one, I'm not gonna, not last year, it was a couple of years ago when that happened, it was the same exact thing. You had to be standing or you had to be waiting in a virtual line to be able to buy a ticket and they limited the amount of tickets that you could get for tickets per user and that fucked everybody over because everybody was buying four tickets and a lot of people did not get in because of that so you know what like if this is one of those like oh only one user gets one console i'm fine with that because i don't want somebody to be like yeah i'm gonna buy two or four consoles and then like have my friends like pay me back for that it's like no i please just give everybody a chance to get one um i think they're just trying not to have price uh gougers uh, with the systems, I, that's I think that's the thing. Um, 
they don't want like Lady Infamous ordering five PlayStation 5s at 500 a piece and I keep one for myself and I sell the other four for like seven a thousand a thousand eight a thousand exactly that's gonna be such a problem (laughs) (laughs) i swear to god these things are all gonna get sold for like a grand each yeah this is gonna be another um uh oh nintendo wii nintendo switch situation I don't think anybody did it with the Wii U, but still <laughs> it's going to be another one of those where it's going to be a limited quantity. And then like, we're not going to see it on the shelves for a while. So, so this is one thing I think I, I was listening to another podcast and I feel like I heard this. Maybe, you know, about this lady infamous. Hopefully I didn't just miss you guys talking about it. I had to like step away for like five seconds, but um, it sounded like it's not just that, well, everybody can get on this list, but it sounds like, their selection is also going to be based on loyalty to the brand. Maybe like your loyalty, your loyalty to the brand. Yeah. So if you've been on, Ugh. so it's like I may not. I've been on. I've been on with PlayStation two years. They're gonna look at my shit and be like, Nah, she's not gonna. She ain't loyal enough. But if you got like a motherfucker that got like 10, 12 years, and based on their trophies, then they they want loyalty owners to do this, and I think that's messed up because. It cuts off people like me who just are new to the console to have a chance to get one. So, yeah. so and plus, I don't even like the color. I don't even like the color. So they can't even talk to me. <laughs> you can always get a D brand skin, although we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> you can always get a D brand skin and just put a skin on top of that. Yeah, no, that that's more money. <laughs> I, I kind of like the colors. You don't like the colors of it? I, Would you prefer not, not white? white? Based on my yeah. lifestyle, I can't have it. I can't okay. have it white. Hmm. Huh. Oh, you guys don't. Um, so, oh no. Okay. I, I don't. What I mean is like I'm a smoker, so if I have a white, sit, oh, it'll get it, stained like yellow yes, or something. Yes. Yeah. So, got you. I mean, just just in general, like if you if it if you're in a place that like it collects dust and not like you know you're not using it, but obviously like my, my PlayStation, my PS4. I mean, I use it a lot, but then it, like dust falls onto it. Of course, it's the nature of things. Like it can still like you know fade out, and especially like if you have it, uh, if you have any sunlight coming in, like that could be a factor too, depending sure. on like if it's going to. Um, so yeah, and depending like, on what material they use to whatever, right? And a type yeah. of paint, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, were you guys already on like planning on pre-ordering specifically? No. I know Sharpie, you don't pre-order anything. No, I don't pre-order anything. No, not yeah. really. What about Zeljic and Lady I'm Infamous? Not gonna pre- I, I'm um, going to get it next year. I'm not getting it like now. I'm be- let's let's say this wasn't happening. Do you think you would have pre-ordered? Nah, I would have said the same thing. Not right now. You would have said the same. <laughs> okay. What about you, Zeljic? Thousand dollars, man. You crazy? Wait, they said the price no, for me. If I want, because I want to, I want the. Oh. No, no. <laughs> I was like, you got the scoop. No, I do. I, I do got the. I, I do got the multiplayer's uh, beta scoop. That's on the eighth of October. But no, uh, I I want the Xbox X. Oh, you mean both of them together? It would be like a great, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. So I can't. Do gotcha. That. I put myself on the list just in case. Like I, I honestly, it's more like, hey, do I have like expendable money on sure. this yeah. and like i'm it's not something i'm gunning for but like it doesn't for me for myself it doesn't hurt to put my name on that list like, yeah of course it. it's not like you're obligated to buy it even if you even if you get like you know one of those spots if you just can't if you can't afford it or if you don't have the money at the moment or whatever that's fine right but yeah it makes sense to just add yourself on a list just in case 
Yeah, I'd rather like have the opportunity. I'd rather like put the effort out to have the opportunity to get it rather than not put in the effort to like have zero chance at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, if so, really, they're going to choose on like loyalty. Is that was that official? Like, or like how long you've had a PlayStation Network account? Or it sounds like there's just like some criteria, like in terms of loyalty. I don't know if they've like directly announced that, but the other podcast I was talking about that I was listening to, it was like a guy. You know, he's he's like a games journalist essentially, and he's talking about how like, oh, I've been you know, PlayStation exclusive for basically like years and, or, and like have tons of platinum trophies. So clearly he's like playing games all the time on PlayStation and stuff like that. And it sounded like they were saying that, um, honestly, actually what they said, it was, it sounded like people already got emails. Like when, as soon as you sign up pretty shortly afterwards, you're supposed to get that email, not to necessarily like, you're not going to get a PlayStation in two weeks or something, but the, the pre-order opportunity is supposed to show up pretty quickly so i think if you haven't got an email you probably aren't going to get one at this point Fuck him, man. um but he was talking about how he didn't get an email he's like oh i definitely should like you know but yeah it sounds like maybe he did, even he didn't meet the criteria i wonder i wonder how exclusive it is i know they have limited numbers but how limited are those numbers i don't know because I, I guess if it's like you know 500 i, thought, I, I think it's like a couple of million units I thought it was supposed to be. T- that's not. I think exclusive. it be that. That's not that exclusive, though. I think compared to they, it can't be that many, they, right? They, they said they was aiming for ten, but I'm hearing two. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. Wait, when did they say that? Man, I, I heard it somewhere. Uh, or okay. somewhere, a podcast. <laughs> like for you talking about for uh for launch yeah. day? Yeah. Aiming for ten. They were really? aiming for ten, but they're gonna get two. Was that a rumor? I don't know. I read it somewhere. Was that I, 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 no, I, I don't think it's official. I just read it somewhere. Yeah, it's probably a rumor. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, I when I if it's like, oh, you're so supposed to immediately get immediately get one and like an email, then um, I certainly either I have to redo it or I like I have to, or I'm like not in the running for it because like I had to go through three different browsers before actually getting the like the window on that page for it to say hey now you can like enter in your playstation id or whatever to be able to sign up mm. for it Interesting. Um, it, weird like i don't I understand like what happened with like the web page and how it has to be so specific to what browser you're using but anyways um i mean if, if it's really brand loyalty i guess my 74 platinum trophies and me being a part of playstation network since before 2009 is not gonna cut it oh. <laughs> dude somebody has 75 and have been on it since like 2008 <laughs> <laughs> yep exactly yeah well, i used to That's, work at the playstation store <laughs> yeah good luck um. with that one dude <laughs> they're like so <laughs> no but that's what i'm saying i wonder how exclusive it is like if the numbers are really low then yeah i could imagine like you know with your with you know your specs zeldrick then maybe it's just like you know there's you know if there's like you know ten thousand people or something there's probably ten thousand people who do have been like more loyal than that or whatever but right right yeah Um, so if it's 10 million i'm like i better get one (laughs) right (laughs) um i think they're what they're trying to do well there wasn't there something about like um not problems with making the the uh making the console but more like the acquisition of parts um uh combined with the price of those parts and then if they're gonna do all this like are they gonna do this like 
are they going to combine this with the tactic of that what Nintendo does for the Wii and the Switch? Like the exclusivity kind of like brings more of the hype up. I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I mean, like the last time I, I, I heard of something like this happening was Pokemon Blue in Japan. Hmm, okay. Um, well, I guess it's one of those like I mean, I think for anybody, like if anybody was like thinking of getting a PlayStation 5 at all, like I I still think like take the same tactics as I did, is, like try to put your name in to have the opportunity or have a chance at the opportunity to actually get it. And then if you don't have the money, then like whatever. So Yeah. Um but it's weird. I think it's weird that they're doing this sort of thing. Um, I think I think a lot of people are kind of scared to do it, You know there's going to be a too. second revision of the console, like, you know, the PS5 Pro or something like that. So I'm probably just going to wait out for that. Well, of course. But, like, I don't think it's going to be, like, after, like, they stop making it, like, this sort of mail-in pre-order exclusive, then they're going to oh, yeah, make it's not going to be revision. that fast. No. It's going to be, like, you know, a couple years out. Yeah. Um. So, and I, it doesn't really help that the price isn't even out there so yeah i feel like a lot of people are speculating somewhere between like five and six hundred dollars it seems that that seems like it's what it's gonna be yeah i want to know how much that freaking controller costs (laughs) it's probably gonna be up to like a hundred bucks per controller or some nonsense like that i don't know i don't know um well, is there a, is there anything else that you guys have? No, I'm good. Yeah, you said you had like one more, right? I mean, I do, but yeah. um, depends on like. If uh, you guys I think we should start on. like wrapping up. So like, let's. I think we you should just this should be our last topic. Yeah. Oh, okay. The PlayStation thing or? No, 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 no. If you want to do one more, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I wanted to bring up that uh, Monster Hunter World is getting its final title update. It's fi- like Iceborne is getting its uh, its last free update and not like bug fixes or anything like that. But it's a last major um, uh, story thing, last major monster that's going to be coming into it. Or and it's monster a dragon. Edition. It's a it's Fatalis, the black dragon <laughs> that's from the first game and also Monster Hunter for you. Um, but this is a uh, a monster that is in um, or that was only accessible when if you were playing online on the first Monster Hunter on a PS2. Um, and uh, and it looks like it's going to be another siege type of game or type of um, uh, type of game mode like Kole Taroth was. Um and uh, so they're going to have a little bit more story. They're going to add a new character. Um, and along with this uh, this update, they're bringing the uh, a new October um, Halloween event um, up until uh, the title update is supposed to be October 8th. Um, so we got a month out. Uh, so we got the Halloween event. Um we have Fatalis coming out at that time. We have, um, and up until that update, we have a bunch of the previous events, like seasonal events, leading up to this title update. Um, and uh, and it's kind of like, you know, I, I 
it's not like, you know, oh, like they're adding a new monster. Like what's so special about this? But the entire wording of this is that it's the final title update for Iceborne. Um, after this, like they're going to do like events and stuff like that, sort of like seasonal stuff. They're going to keep doing that. They're going to keep doing their events, like rotating out uh, in and out and stuff. I'm not sure if they're going to be doing um, like more seasonal stuff like the Halloween one, um, like the Valentine's one or anything like that, because like those are are not technically a part of like the title update. Um, but uh the war but because it's like i'm saying it over and over again and i'm sorry like the last title update for iceborne and to me that is they're moving on from monster hunter world and it's either they have like two choices and a lot of people not like in speculation but the more feel about this game is and how monster hunter world is um is like they're not going to do another expansion, but they're gearing up to do the second Monster Hunter World, which is what I'm hoping for, that they're going to do a whole new game and maybe put in everybody would like hey, the better user engine. experience. <laughs> that is something that a lot of the casuals have got to get over. <laughs> no, um, but it, yeah, they're going to make this system better, hopefully with the next game that they're going to make. Um but uh, I kind of want to just put out an appreciation and give a feel for like what Monster Hunter World has done. And as far as for like not necessarily like community events or bringing people together or whatever, but as far as for game development goes um, with the base game of Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter World, they had five title updates and each one of those title updates brought in either one or two new monsters, um, whether it be a mutation of one or the other, or, or it's a brand new one. And each one brought in a crossover from a game. One was uh, uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, one was Final Fantasy XIV. And we continued to get like the uh, the Behemoth Extreme. That's still like really hard content. Um we have uh, Resident Evil 2 that was an Iceborne. Um, and I think actually Resident Evil 2 was the only crossover that we got in Iceborne. Um, but like, so we got five title updates um, for the base game. And now we're getting five title updates for Iceborne. Um, the last one being, uh, the, or the fifth one being Fatalis. So it's a lot of post-game content that we just got for free. So in the grand scheme of things, we got like, a, I mean, you can get it for like 60 bucks now for everything. And we got um, like hundreds of hours of gameplay and we didn't have to pay anything else. And I think that this yeah, is a just like the old days. Yeah, exactly. Just like the old days. And I think that this is um, a really good way of looking at how one way that is really good to do games nowadays um, and just adding content um, and not like, you know, here's like, you know, six months down the line, here's a new expansion or like, here's some like, they, they do have some like paid um, like cosmetics or, and stuff, but like they don't really have that many that you just like uh, that you fork over like five bucks and you get some like one thing. Like, I think it's not like it's less than 20. And I got to say, like, a lot of those are not really that good. And a lot of the good stuff is from playing the game. Um, And uh, I kind of 
I just want to like show like a lot of my appreciation for Monster Hunter World and Iceborne because it's I have like over 200 close to 300 hours in total from like PS4 and PC in the game and it's still like continuously a lot of fun and um I uh and hopefully like I'm getting some people like into the game and I I can't wait until like what they do in the future for Monster Hunter World and or for the next game or hopefully next expansion who knows All right. I think we're coming towards the end of the podcast now. So before we start, before we start closing it out, I guess we'll start backwards now. Um, Seldrick, what are you, what are you going to be doing? Wait, backwards? You were last. Okay, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, hopefully my internet is uh, back up and running to 100% to like not um, cutting out all day and the speed fluctuations are going all over the place. Hopefully not. Uh, so what I'm going to be doing, um, and it's going to be a repeat. Um, like I said before, uh, it's going to be, uh, the outer worlds. Um, I'm going to try to get through that. Um, but because of Fatalis, uh, with Monster Hunter World, I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy 14 and Monster Hunter World on stream. Uh, I'm going to be on PC. If anybody else has uh, Monster Hunter World on PC, you're more than welcome to join. Um, I'm only Hunter rank 67 and I'm gearing up uh, Xeno G or not Xeno Jiva, um, but uh, Shara Ishvalda. And I'm trying to slowly make my progression with that. But you may also see me do a from zero to hero, um, teaching an old dog new tricks with Monster Hunter World. I have a friend that is coming back into Monster Hunter World, um, and uh, uh, we'll, I'm gonna see if, about doing streams with him and uh, teaching him, well, not teaching him, but like getting him back into the Monster Hunter stuff because he's played a lot of this stuff before, and um, gonna try to do some more Final Fantasy fourteen uh uh leveling um farming um and may even get into raiding um in the next month so you can catch me on twitter and on twitch at zeldrick um this week uh well, i guess most of the games i was playing last week i actually finished so the one that i'll kind of continue with is uh Please don't touch anything, which, like I said, I have like about probably, I think, six more endings to get. I'm going to try to knock those out, hopefully in one streaming session. And then after that, I think I'm going to start a horror game. I haven't I haven't played one in a sec. Um, so I'm going to start one. And then also I'm probably going to put out a gameplay video for Eastern Exorcist, which is another game I'm going to start playing this week that I played a demo for um, a couple months back that I was really interested in. So. If anybody wants to check me out, um, I'm at twitch.tv slash unsheathed P and the same on Twitter, twitter.com slash unsheathed P. For me, I think we're going to do a little variety next this week coming up. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 and um, Tuesday we're going to do um, some uh, Mario Kart Tuesdays and on Thursdays we are going to play some more Bloodborne the old hunters dlc uh thank you for joining us today uh you can check me out at lady underscore infamous 415 on twitch y'all be easy and take care of each other all right for me i'm just gonna well i have a huge list of 
like to be completed games that I, I want to go through. And then I'm not really sure which one to choose yet. <laughs> it might be Dragon Quest 11 or possibly Mafia 2 or uh, uh, Mafia 2 uh, before I get into 3 because I haven't played those yet. But I'm probably going to play Republic um, because I heard that it's a short game and I got the game for free from Fanatical. So <laughs> I'm just going to probably try, try that out first. I heard it's a mobile game that came out on PC and it has a VR experience too. But yeah, I'm probably going to play. It's going to be one of those four or at least Republic and like one of the, uh, one, the other. Uh, it's either Dragon Quest or Mafia. And clearly I'm probably going to play Valorant because I have friends that just keeps telling me um like hey we need a fifth so just gonna probably play valorant from time to time but my internet's still not good enough to stream but you can find me uh at jsharpie tv on twitter and then you can find me on uh, jsharpie all like five different channels <laughs> on youtube <laughs> so you can so there's that anyways that is it for this week we'll see you guys next week Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please, 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 please like, favorite, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to on. It only takes two seconds, maybe not even two seconds to do so, especially if you're on a mobile device. Just tap on that like button. If you got friends that like these diverse gaming conversations, share the podcast with your friends too. See you guys next week.